Blog Talk Radio.
Prince. Who is this he we're talking about? Well, family and friends, we're talking about Yahweh or Yah of Israel, the one and only, the Father, the one, the mastermind behind it all, folks, the mastermind behind it all, Yahweh, Yah. And that's why we say hallelujah, hallelujah. Folks, that's what you're saying. Praise Yah. The scripture, Psalm 68 and 4 says, Sing unto God. We noted that G-O-D wasn't there. Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, J-A-H. And there was no J in Hebrew. Many of you know that. And so this is where we get the term Yah. Hallelujah is even spelled with a J. But nobody says hallelujah is hallelujah. Rastafarians and others uh, across the planet say jah, just like the scripture says, but that was, of course, changed the J from J to Y. So just in case y'all know what we're saying, we say yah, because we're always getting new listeners, and I try to be sensitive to everybody, everybody, everybody. So tonight we just praise yah, and we praise him for sending his son, more importantly. The most high, the, the most high took it upon himself to have mercy upon us and send us a savior and we so so much appreciate it because it's in him those of us that are born again it's in him it's in his identity that we move that we live and that we have our beings brand new creature in Christ never before existed where the father literally I like to talk about it like it's a giant aquarium you know, everybody got to have these types and uh, figures to, to describe stuff. This is how I describe it. It's almost like a giant aquarium with your butt, with your, with, like you put fish in. Just imagine humanity placed inside of that aquarium. When the father sees the aquarium, when the father sees his son, we're hid. Our identity is hid in Christ. Well, tonight, uh, the brother comes on. Brother Aaron Agnew, I don't know if he's going to come on. Um, just giving a hard time getting a, a concrete word out of people these days. But anyway, he is a busy man, his defense, and so we'll see if he comes on tonight. But nevertheless, I have invited uh, many friends and family, as, as usual, through email and so forth. So we look forward to a very exciting show on the phone lines. And whoever shows up, shows up. But anyway, Brother Aaron Agnew was here last week talking about this new creation in Christ. And this brother, this brother believes that uh, a lot of the protesting and marching, and, and especially Black Lives Matter, oh my goodness, he thinks it's just satanic, the whole organization. And he didn't have much to say about people that march and protest either, good things that is. So hopefully he'll be back on tonight. But if not, we're going to discuss not just the things he talked about, but what a lot of church ministers, uh, bishops, pastors, uh, 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 apostles, teachers, very many things I've heard over the years uh, critiquing, uh, criticizing mostly folks that are out there. And so tonight I'm going to revisit a lot of those philosophies, teachings. Uh, and these folks, they feel like they have the word, folks. They really, they really feel like they heard from the most high. So tonight... Brother Seth is going to try to do his thing tonight. I may be flying solo. Don't know what panelist is going to be joining me tonight. Uh, just like we used to do the first 
I guess 200 shows, was it? <laughs> they be back to that tonight. But uh, what a topic, folks. The topic, again, is finally why many Christians don't support Black Lives Matter marching or protesting. That's the topic for tonight. And I went on to say, ministers respond to Black Lives Matter marching and protest on Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to hear what some leading clergy teachers regarding Black Lives Matter protesting and marching against the police, uh, against police brutality, and the government they elected. Many POBs born again. Believers in Christ, through the blood of Christ, are neither black nor white. And if this new man's identity trumps any physical, listen to this, y'all. Many feel those born again in Christ, through the blood of Christ, are neither black nor white. And that this new man's identity trumps any physical identity in the flesh. That's true. But they go on to say, furthermore, many believe. The Bible teaches us that this new creation, creation of saints has no responsibility to racism, white supremacy, and this secular system outside of warring with it in the spirit. One more time. Furthermore, many believe the Bible teaches that this new creation of saints has no responsibility to racism, white supremacy, and this secular system outside of warring with it in the spirit. Then there are those that teach that the Bible says that the police and those in authority are to be handled in a way, in a certain way, and not the way we're seeing across the globe. Well, those are just a few of the topics that have come out of tonight. I already see a phone line full of people, and I know when we get this many people, that has to do with the topic. And so I want to thank you, just, just like last week, really appreciate all of you spending time with us tonight. Um, um, I, I try not to hype stuff up because I try to just pick topics that's relevant to this that's already hyped up. In other words, relevant uh, hype meaning uh, of interest. People want to know, where is the church at? I mean, my goodness, uh, thousands and thousands of people. It's kind of dying down a little bit, but, I mean, people are very much upset about our dear brother, uh, 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 not just... Uh, the, the recent killing of George Floyd, but just of black men in general being lynched. That's the word you're hearing more and more, lynched. And then there was a literal lynching as well going on in 2020. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Of course you can. This is America. So we already got some hands that went up, and I'm going to come to you to me. I think that's our guest already in the house, and we appreciate him already. But before I go to them, I just want to remind everybody um, to follow our shows. Follow our shows. Uh, folks, we're very serious over here at the Five Foods on Network. We're trying to expand the kingdom of the, of the Most High, the hearts of man, and that also in our earth is coming. There is coming a kingdom. It's already here. It's already here. It's in the heart of man, and it's going to expand because man owned this, and man owned that, and it's going to expand where your eye can see it even more, and it's already happening. But uh, we try to be kingdom-bound, kingdom-conscious, uh, kingdom, 
activity over here at the Five Sons on Network. What we try to do, uh, we try to take the new birth, the new identity that, that our guest talks a lot about, and uh, uh, try to operating in who the new man is, make it practical for everyday living. And I believe that as long as we're in this body, there are certain qualifications or certain, uh, not, not the word I'm looking for, there are certain, um, we have got to be, um, it, as long as we're in the body, we are responsible for the body. We are responsible for the natural realm. We are to do things in the natural realm. Our forefathers, and we believe over here at the Five Sons Network that African Americans are just one of the lost tribes of Israel. But even if you don't believe that, if you live in this realm, the Father requires of us to occupy until he comes. The Father requires of us. He says, no man take a light and put it on the bushel. But he takes those whose lives is molded to where he wants, and he raised him up to power. The Father don't operate a power that's not in the natural realm. His his spiritual power radiates through the natural realm. We are responsible for who is in the White House. We are responsible for elected officials. And if we're responsible for that, because I know our guests believe that part, then how are we not responsible for how they govern? How is some kind of way believing voting for presidents and state representatives, which I know that Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr., which is his mentor, believes that because I've seen him take pictures with quite a few of them and do different things with them and support them. Uh, Ted uh, Cruz is, was his favorite. Well, if you believe in supporting Ted Cruz, you obviously have to believe in holding Ted Cruz responsible. If you believe in holding Ted Cruz responsible, you have to believe in supporting the police system that Ted Cruz, if he was ever president or whatever, he, whatever capacity he's operating in right now, uh, you got to hold, Ted has to hop, uh, hold his police uh, accountable. Well, I don't understand how in one situation, uh, our guest, and, and this is the first question I'm going to put on the table, how can we be kingdom-minded in, in one conversation and we say that you know, our life is, our battles in the spirit, and and um, and it just seems like there's not a whole lot of things that is suggested physically and fleshly we do in the political system. Uh, I know that he spoke a lot about, he speak, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm talking about our brother, last week, Brother Aaron Agnew spoke heavily about uh, being in the hood and, and, and working with the brothers, and, and he talked about how he had a gym full of guys there, and a lot of things are doing great things, I might add, in the hood. But when we talk about the political process, he seemed to not have answers. And so I'm letting our guests know tonight, this is our first question. Uh, how can you, on one hand, be so involved politically, uh, uh, and then, on the other hand, very little to say about what cops are doing to our boys in the streets, uh, but plenty to say about how they need not to be out there marching, protesting, BLM, and all of this. So that's the first question that we're going to have on the uh, table tonight. Folks, tonight we're not playing. We're going to go a little deeper than we, were, we, we, we went last week. Uh, Brother Agnew has the floor even more tonight because our panel, we don't have a panel. Uh, uh, I know none of our panel have said they're going to want to come on tonight. And uh, to be very honest with it, our panel just feel like, uh, I'm just being honest. Can I be honest with y'all? 
a lot of our panelists, panelists are not on tonight because they just feel like this message is not practical. Uh, so, and um, I'm just being honest, okay? But Brother Seth, my thing to the panelists and to everybody, I know for the honest that you can come up for other reasons. And Brother Leonard, in his response, in his defense, excuse me, I uh, asked him to be a caller because of the, the volume. We have so many panelists, and I wanted to only save people. So when I asked him to do the same thing again tonight, so also we'll give Brother Leonard a pass. But everybody else, Brother John, Brother Elishua, and, and Pastor Chris, of course, called and said he could come. So I guess what I'm trying to say is there are some panelists that don't want to come on. Let's, say this, this, let's do it the correct way. There are some panelists that don't want to come on this show tonight because they feel like this is not practical. What the brother is saying is not practical. So we'll see if they chime in, all the panelists that didn't ask the brother questions to further uh, get an understanding on that. But tonight, tonight, we have the one and only Aaron Agnew in the house. And uh, we have also, I think he's going to be bringing on someone else to kind of, maybe Bishop, we don't know. Uh, so just want everybody, want everybody to know kind of what happened on last week. Some of y'all are tuning in for the first time. You didn't hear last week's show, so you didn't, you didn't know that, uh, that that's what went down. But that is what went down. Again, Brother Agnew uh, have issues with the marching, protesting. Uh, uh, the way it's being done, uh, he didn't actually. He didn't say he agreed with any type of uh, uh, protesting. And the brother made some other comments on his show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just ask him one at a time the different comments. I listened to him very careful. I try to do research on people that's gonna be on the show, and uh, I'm kind of glad it's just me and him really so far because I have a lot to ask ask this brother. So what I think I'm gonna do, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring him on and uh, get this. Uh, Get this going, as they say. Get this popping, as they say. Um, trying to think of everything. Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to think of everything. I did mention following the show. Of course, you just press the button, uh, follow button. Those of you just got that little link, I mean, the blog talk link. Uh, click the follow button to follow us. Really, you get all our shows. Anytime we do a show, you get a reminder sent. Also, if you missed last week's show, remember you can Google these shows. These shows are recorded. Uh, nine years from now, you'll be able to tune into what Brother Agnew had to say tonight. So these shows on this blog talk radio platform is truly, truly, truly recorded. So you don't have to go without anything. So check it out last week. And uh, I'm telling you, it was a blessing. Uh, you, you'll get to hear for sure while while the brother and his um, organization is not involved, speaking of his organization, Bishop Robert Eason is senior, and Brother Aaron Agnew is from Total Outreach for Christ Ministries, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries over there. And uh, uh, um, if I can think tonight, Little Rock, Arkansas. So let's go to the phone lines and bring on the brother. How about that? Okay. All right, folks. Uh, go to area code 501 316. I guess it's his phone number. It's two numbers here with hands up. Area code 501 316. Uh, you're on the air. Who am I speaking with, please? Good evening. This is Zeke uh, Brinsfield. I'm in um, Benton, Arkansas, uh, elder at uh, Temp Builders Fellowship here in Benton. How are you this evening? Okay, so you're not with the other fellowship. You uh, Are you going to be on with Brother Agnew tonight? 
I am actually going to be on with Brother Agnew tonight. He had um, he had uh, reached uh, out to me. He said he'll be here in just a couple minutes. I'm messaging with him right now. Uh, okay, back great. and forth as great. This Give me your name on. one more time in your ministry, please. One more time. My, yes, sir. My name is Zeke Zeke Brinsfield. Uh, I'm with uh, Tent Builders Church here in in uh, Saline County. Temp builders. Tim, what does that mean, temp builders? So Paul talked about uh, him working night and day to not be a, a burden or hindrance to anyone. And his uh, vocation was um, he was a tent maker. And so in our ministry, we've got zero paid staff, 100% of our ministry uh, that we bring in from tithes goes directly to ministering the gospel. We run, um, we've got three men's homes that we run, help them with uh, recovering drug addicts. We've got um, a women's um, ministry home uh, for helping recovering drug addicts. And then we've also got a women's pregnancy care home uh, that our ministry uh, funds and, and kind of oversees as administrators of. And we do uh, daily discipling. Uh, in these ministries, uh, we've been about going on about ten years now um, in in this ministry, um, and it was probably I don't know maybe very interesting. We we, we started out in in an Assembly of God church, uh, serving as a um, um, you know as as that's where the ministry was founded at for helping those in recovery, but. You know, as you, as you start doing recovery ministry, it really changes the demographics of your congregation. And right, it's, right, um, right. And what city, what very, city very, is this week, uh, 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 if you Sure. What city? Oh, it's in Benton, Arkansas. It's just south of Little Rock on uh, Interstate 30. About 20 minutes. Benton, Arkansas. Okay. Well, listen, I thought you was... Uh, uh, Brother Agnew, but uh, I'm so glad I did. I do remember him saying he was going to invite a, another uh, 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 brother on, and I appreciate you coming on, Zeke, and look forward to hearing more about tent builders and there in Benton, Arkansas. Uh, you're going to have the floor tonight. Your brothers are going to be able to uh, just run, uh, uh, just really uh, have the floor tonight. So let me go to the phone lines and bring on the one on it, Brother Agnew, and uh, we'll come back to you here in a second, okay? Yes, sir. All right. And, folks, there you have it. Uh, Brother Zeke is on the line again. Uh, uh, He's in the kingdom. Uh, He's working for the Most High, and I appreciate his uh, labor of love for uh, humanity. Uh, Going back to the phone lines, uh, hold on a second. Did that line just drop? Oh, my goodness. Okay. The other 501 number dropped, so I I take it that was uh, uh, – it was just there. Uh, if you're on the line, anyone there? Okay, here we go. Let's go back to the phone number, uh, phone line, and uh, we have them back. Erico five zero one four four two. Erico five zero one four four two. Your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. I'm here. With. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> well, welcome, brother. Welcome, it, welcome, it, welcome. It welcome. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm too blessed to be depressed to inspire the mess. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, listen, you gave us an earful last week, and we're looking forward to 
uh, informative, uplifting show uh, that we will make the most high proud of tonight. I hear a little noise in the background. Remember, Zeke, uh, you and uh, Brother Aaron, Agnew, y'all have got to keep it really quiet. I don't know if you just heard the noise just then. Any little noise we will hear, okay? So it's just the two of y'all, so it's going to be awesome to be anybody. So please keep the noise down. It's very sensitive. These shows can be played probably for 10, 15 years in the, in the future. So listen, did y'all hear what I said earlier about our very first question that we're going to put out there for the people? And uh, did y'all hear or do you need me to repeat it? I'm Actually, going to need you to repeat question. it because I could, I could barely hear you. Okay. And, uh, all, right. all right. Let's do this. So. Let's do this. I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to repeat it. I was just saying that last week you was very, you was crystal clear about not supporting Black Lives Matter. You was crystal clear about not supporting marches. You was crystal clear about not being involved with these protests. You was crystal clear about black this and white that, okay? You had very bad things to say about those people that are associating in those uh, uh, limited arenas, okay? My question is, I know for a fact Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr. support Ted Cruz. I don't know if Ted is going to do anything again this year, but I know he did in the past. And so I've seen the bishop with various political figures, and his wife even ran for office. And so he believes in running for office, and if he believes in running for office, he has to be believe in voting and all the whole things that comes with those, that responsibility of being a politician. So he definitely believes that, and I'm holding a book, and I appreciate Brother Agnew, by the way, but everybody, he sent me, he, Kate, Brother Agnew is a man of his word. He sent me those books that he promised. One of the books is called The Theology of Politics, The Theology of Politics by the one and only Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr. So these brothers, this ministry definitely endorses politi- uh, politi- poli- uh, politics or, or, or running for political office. If you endorse that, which is fleshly, uh, voting fleshly, elections fleshly, um, sitting in office uh, governing people fleshly, if you endorse that and holding, I'm sure you would agree with holding those politicians accountable fleshly, uh, that would mean calling your local politicians fleshly. Of course, praying for them, that's spiritual, but... Um, and you can even fast for them, as the Bible talks about. That's spiritual. But you have to uh, engage them fleshly, make phone calls fleshly, maybe go out to eat with them fleshly. I've seen him out at golfing with politicians. Flesh, that's flesh. Uh, if you believe in that, where is the problem with people, again, using their political arm, their political strength, their political options in marching? Marching has an effect on politicians. Politicians place close attention to marches. The name, the organization that's, that's pushing a lot of the marching is Black Lives Matter. So on one hand, you say if anybody associated with it is of the devil, and, and there's a lot of comments the brother made, and Brother Zeke, I'm, I, I want you to just kind of ride with this because I'm going to be talking about comments that Brother Agnew has made, but I want your comment on those uh, comments as well. So, Brother Agnew, you've heard me so far. Give me about a three-minute answer if you can, if I can curt tell it to three minutes. You've got to go over, I understand. But what say you? How can you on one arm say we're in the spirit, all of this flesh talk is just flesh? We're new man. We don't exist in the, this natural realm. There is no black. There is no white. You know, y'all are all full of the flesh. 
and it's of the devil, and you're, you know, you're coming against, um, I mean, you know, you know where I'm going with that. And then on the other hand, there your bishop is, and I'm sure you agree, because y'all don't want to call in that regards, I think, totally in the political system, which is fleshly. Go right ahead. Well, number one, I want to thank you for bringing me on. I hope this is not my three minutes, but I do want to honor you and thank you for giving opportunity for communications and cross-pollination. And uh, I'm sad to hear that people will not uh, be on and feel the way they feel about it. But I do respect you um, for even engaging and initiating conversation concerning these matters. But, uh, you know, when you when you look at pictures, and uh, that might be one of the problems with pictures, <laughs> people already have a view, and that's why the Lord had to start writing with his finger instead of hieroglyphics, because people have a view of what they're looking at, and they take a picture, and they end up taking that image and turning it into an imagination. And so all the pictures that you mentioned online, you know, if you want to know something about it, you can ask about it, but when it comes to how we operate, um, the scripture is plain and clear when it says, we walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And it right. says that if you walk after the flesh, ye shall die. And if you have a carnal mind, then you have enmity with God. And I think our identification of flesh and our definition of flesh uh, may be not... Uh, Really understood If we're talking about the corporal Or the incorporal flesh Because the apostle Paul said Though we walk in the flesh We still don't war after the flesh And Absolutely. so when you're talking about the flesh Everything we do is supposed to be spirit And life And it's supposed to be by faith And so if I'm going to uh, do anything And if it's not by faith Then it's sin As Romans chapter 14, 23 says and so what we're doing is we're operating in the faith. We're operating um, by the faith and in the spirit. And Jesus, you know, when he walked on the earth, he even said, even the words that are coming out of my mouth, they are spirit and they are life. They're Absolutely. not flesh. And so when, when we're dealing with situations like that and even talking about enduring candidates, you know, just because you see a person on a picture with a candidate, as a matter of fact, I was with, Apostle Smith, when we went down to Houston, Texas, to minister to Ted Cruz's uh, team, because we were invited there to minister to his team. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was there with him. I had flew from El Dorado, Arkansas, to Houston, Texas to meet him. He drove, and we were able to go in and minister to his campaign team, because someone on the campaign reached out to us and asked us to come to minister to them, actually about the same subject about how to walk in the spirit and not identify people after the flesh. And so when it comes to what people are doing in the streets. Seven-second interjection, uh, really quickly. So what are you saying that I got it wrong with the pictures? He does believe in the political process. His wife even ran for office. What are you saying? You said, what am I saying about what now? You're talking as though I got it wrong by him by looking at the picture of him with the political uh, politicians. I didn't get it wrong. He believes in the political process, and I'm saying if you believe in the physical and natural political process, well, well you have that's flesh. You have that's flesh too. You, you have the book on theology of politics. Absolutely. And uh, when it comes 
when it comes to politics, we have the definition in the front of the book. Uh, the definition. No, what I'm of saying, hold on a second, hold on a second, because I don't. I, 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 you got the mic. I promise. In the, when it ends, you're gonna be talking to both. I'm just gonna interject back out really quickly because I don't want you and I both know that the bishop believes in electing certain officials, and his man was Ted Cruz. He believes in voting. Yes, you can't get Ted Cruz voted in. Voting means getting out, knocking on doors. It's all flesh. That's all flesh. I'm saying in one sense you don't believe in marching, you don't believe in protesting, you don't believe in, in the people that's pushing the mark Black Lives Matter, but in another sense you're all up in the voting process. Well, you, you, when you're speaking of Bishop Smith, you know, he has to speak for himself. If you want to know my thoughts concerning voting, uh, I vote my conscience. Okay, I don't hold on a second, conscience. right there. I vote my How conscience. How can you vote at all? How can, uh, what I'm trying to say, uh, 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 Zeke and, 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 and Brother Aaron, is this, and callers, and again, folks, the phone lines is wide open. If you want to have any questions, press 1. Y'all know the rules. And those in the chat room, text, text, type your question, and we'll get them as soon as possible. Uh, Brother Agnew, what I'm saying is if you believe in the political process, it's fleshly. It's 100% fleshly. There's an intercession in the spirit. Father, touch my political officials, say their soul, help them to govern well. We're supposed to be praying for them, but we're all supposed to be engaged in the system. We believe that. I think you believe that word relates to politics, but when it comes down to the other side of politics, which is things to influence your congressman, like calling, phone, calling on the phone, marching is a part of that. Marching is a part of the political process. It really is. Absolutely. You don't believe in it. And I don't, don't have a problem. No, you don't I believe don't, in it. Who said that? Okay, so you believe in marching. Who said I don't believe in marching? Well, let's ask you now. You had nothing good to say about it last week. So let's ask you now. No, I said I said protesting. I didn't say marching. People okay. can march all day long. Okay. I've been a part of marches, but I don't protest. Marching is and a not only that, not, not only that, not only that, but when it comes to politics, and we're talking about voting. See, I understand. I, I'm not just a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm a citizen of the United States of America. And in the United there States of go. America, I know what type of government that we have in the United States of America. I don't live in China, North Korea, Iran, Pakistan. I live in the United States. We have a representative government. We have a constitutional republic. And in a constitutional republic, I'm actually voting based on who's going to represent me. And not just who's going to represent me, but what laws are there that my conscience can agree with that I'm okay. putting in place. And so this this last election, I didn't even vote. I didn't vote the last election because my conscience was not settled to vote the last election. Okay, so let's let's. And see. so right. me personally, now, hold on a second, hold me a second, personally, because I want to, I want to, I want just one second. I'm going to cut you off on issues where I think we agree, because we agree. We y'all are on to talk about uh, where we disagree. And it's beautiful when we agree, but we all agree in putting in candidates that represent mostly what the kingdom say, and there's debates on whether or not abortion and there. there. So we, we, we all there. We're there. That's not an issue. That's not an issue at all. We better be voting on people closest to what the scripture says. We got that. We just don't, you know. So, but what I'm talking about is you have very harsh things to say about people that, uh, that see, okay, 
Okay, I mean, I mean how can I say this? Because I want to, for time's sake, I only want to think, think uh, bring you off the things. Let's look at some of the things you said on a couple of your shows, not recently. Okay, let's just do that. That'll that'll make it more clear. Okay. You said uh, uh, any and all ratio. Make your comment. I want to have you say it. What was the comment? <laughs> well, you said any you know, and I, all ratio. Please, please, please. Give reconciliation. Absolutely. Yeah, you talking about what I put up today. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, I love I love to be able to see people's reactions concerning my communications. Because you know what? The same thing happened with Jesus. He said, if you don't eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. And if he was here today, he would be considered the same thing he was considered then. And I'm always, you know, we're always um, approached about the way we say things. But the whole purpose is if you have a relationship with Yahweh, if you have a relationship with Jehovah, then you're going to go to him and you're going to get an understanding from him. And so what I said was any and all attempts at reconciliation is a denial of the finished work of Christ and is in defiance of the Lord. One more time. And I actually did a show. I did a show to explain my comment. Any and all attempts at racial reconciliation is a denial of the finished work of Christ and in defiance of the Lord. Okay. Now, hold on a second because I want to get Zeke in here. That right there is loaded. Number one is just because someone attempts reconciliation does not automatically mean they understand the work of Christ to be accused of denying denial of the work of Christ. You gotta know of the work of Christ. And then you gotta be well, out there trying to is, hold on a second, hold on a second, I'm gonna Can, I, can I interject this? Okay. Go ahead. I, well, number one, we have to know who I'm talking to Because I'm not speaking to the world The world cannot okay. hear me It's clear okay. in the scriptures that the world cannot hear me Not only the world, but the Bible says in 1 Corinthians That the natural man can't understand Neither can he even know the things of the Spirit of God And so if I'm talking spiritually And I'm talking to the spirit of people then the natural man is not going to receive what I have to say. He can't even know him. It's impossible for him to know what I'm talking about. Okay. And so I'm talking strictly to the church. Okay, let me say this, Brother Agnew. You and Brother, you and the bishop, I kind of got in tune with some some people. I'm not going to say who it was because I agree with y'all so much. I tell people, they're 1,000% right. That's what the Bible talks about. How can you say brother and sister in church in fellowship when you're in fellowship on Sunday mornings or whenever you worship? How can you call somebody your brother and sister? Y'all not related. The only way you can be related is the spiritual. And if, it's, if it really is your brother and sister, their name really is not Turner Smith Johnson. We're one body. Of course what they're saying is right, and it's old. It's an old truth. It's an elementary truth. It's really not that deep. 
So the fact that the church don't operate in this new identity, they pick and choose when they want to, it bothers me. It is a solution for racism. Y'all got that right. It really, really is. What upsets me when y'all was on is you act like you're the only ones that know that. It's old. Many, 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 many churches teach that. The problem is, is when they go to apply it in the natural realm, then people get hypocritical. They pick and choose when they want to apply it. I'm trying to get from you guys a practical working uh, operation in this new man, and it just, we just can't seem to get there. My guests, my co-hosts, some of them feel like, my, my panelists feel like, they're just not practical men. They just don't make no sense. They understand the new man, though. They're not novice. So here's the thing. When you make the comment you made and you don't say to the church, anybody out there trying to work on black and white problems feel like you're talking to them. One more time, this is what Bishop, this is what the brother Aaron Agnes said. Any and all, all means all, attempts at recon, racial reconciliation is a denial of the finished work of Christ. You're saying anybody out there doing that, you're denying the finished work of Christ. And then some people don't even know what it is. And you went on to say to those people, and in defiance of the Lord. Some of them are out there because they feel like this is what the Lord wants. The Lord does want us to be one. They just don't know how to say it like y'all can say it. And y'all say it very well, might I add. Might I add. I give credit where credit is due. But what I'm saying is they're saying blacks and white need to come together, but there is no such thing as a black person. Even in the natural realm, there is no such thing. Even in history, it would be more appropriate if they say us Jebusites and us Amorites and us Israelites need to come together. And that would be more biblical, and it still would be (laughs) That would be more biblical because in the Bible it does talk about those people, and it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. Hear me? Hear me? It still wasn't enough for Yah or Yahweh. He still needed to bring Christ on and to erase even that identity. But that identity was biblical. There wasn't such thing as a Malachite. And the Father did deal with them according to them being the Malachites. Israelites, yes it was. Yes it was. But that wasn't enough. He went on to say there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, and that's the new I man. Zeke, jump in here real quick and then we're going to back to Brother Agnew. Comments please, Brother. Yes, sir. Comments, man. There's just so much you guys have, have hit on from from the political process of how we engage it uh, to um, whether protests are acceptable for um, you know for the church to be part of to what really um, what I heard you ask though at the end of that was you're looking for a practical solution. Well, no, Zeke, hold on back up. Let's let's go with what Brother Agnew said, just to, just so we won't be kind of bouncing. I know we did say a lot, and that wasn't fair to you. No, I really want you to address that comment that Brother Agnew made, because in, in some ways it is profound. I'm not just saying that. It really is true if you know better to be out there trying to reconcile people in the flesh. If you know that that's not the answer, then maybe you can say you denying you know, the finished work of Christ or something, but to, to the people out there just trying to get bring so-called blacks and so-
so-called whites together. I'm not going to put that trip on them. What do you have to say about that comment? And if you don't know what Brother Agnew said, I, I can repeat it. He said, again, No, I everybody. do. I, I, I actually sent several messages today back and forth uh, discussing this point with uh, uh, Brother Agnew today, just trying to uh, get my mind around it because, I, you know, as I read it, I think it, it did what the comment was intended to do was to challenge our thoughts. Um, and it challenged mine in a lot of ways to uh, think about this because I do believe we've been given the ministry of reconciliation and being peacemakers and being, um, um, you know, uh, Paul uh, wrote in, 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 in Romans 12 that uh, wherever it's possible uh, to live at peace, uh, with others, and I believe that that is something that we are are, are called to do, and trying to figure out how to make that peace. And and when I look at, and it says with all men, in in scripture there to live at peace. And so, you know, it, on one hand, you could look at that scripture and say, okay, um, living at peace would be a, a, an approach to humanity, to society, to bring reconciliation between um, uh, races. Uh, but we also know that. That, that Jesus spoke in the last days that there would be nation against nation, ethnos against ethnos, that we would have race against race that would occur, and that we're going to, to see these. It's written out in Matthew uh, 24, Luke uh, 21, uh, speaks of these things as well. And so as, you know, as a believer, as the church, and we see these things that are occurring in society, you know, the, the question is, is what's our part in that? And, you know, it's to preach the gospel. It's to, it's to uh, declare the day of the Lord. It's to say that, uh, 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 that there is a coming great dreadful, dreadful day. And all of these things that you see happening now, they point to the truth and the prophetic word of Jesus Christ. That, that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh, and so, you know, as as a believer, for us to engage in in the activities of today, uh, whether it be protest or, or marching, it, it would it would be to, to me that we would arm ourselves with the Word of God and proclaim and preach it. As as, as, as yes, sir. Just I, I love what you're saying. My goodness, I didn't want to cut you off. The only reason I'm cutting you off because we're just getting a little bit off topic. But however, what you're saying is profound. I mean, who's going to argue with you there? I guess what I'm trying to say in honing in in the subject of the show, why are Christians not supporting marching, protesting in Black Lives Matter? That's what we're on to talk about. Now, again, what you were saying, I, I, I'm with you, brother, a thousand percent. Okay, just bear with right. me. I'm trying to be a moderator here and trying yes, to keep it on one point. So here's what I would need to know. You say you were commenting. And I'm not going to be Brother Aaron Agnew up uh, uh, because, again, what his comment about any and all attempts at racial, conciliation, uh, rac racial reconciliation is a denial of the finished work of Christ and in defiance of the Lord. You say you've been commenting back and forth and trying to get your head around that. I, I want him to comment on that statement uh, after you did a wonderful job. And uh, I want to go to some other comments that Brother Agnew have made. I'd like to add to one, one thing to this, just to bring clarity to that, too, uh, before. Okay. I, I, had, I, I did not receive that immediately from Brother Agnew either. I, when, I, when I looked at that and I heard that and I saw the ministry that was given to us, my, my initial response to that is, is that this is, there, there's a side of, of what we do 
in bringing peace uh, to humanity. And so it 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 took that 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 side of me of being a, a peacemaker of the gospel, and it really challenged uh, my view on that. Now I don't I don't know that I've came to a full uh, understanding yet. Uh, I've, okay. I'll tell you one thing. One thing that I do know is is living out the gospel. Uh, I've been wrong more about the things of God than I've been right, uh, and the Lord has continues to teach us. Amen. Amen. And, I and, and so, so let me let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. If you just just bear yes, with me, allow me to do what I'm doing. I promise you, I'm not trying to muzzle you. You're gonna be you got you guys. There is no panelists tonight, so it's gonna be the two of y'all. Any questions we got on the phone line? So listen really quickly. Do you agree with marching, protesting? Uh, I do agree with the the political rights that we have in America to assemble and protest. I think those are, are absolute freedoms. Do I believe in this march and this protest? I, I I think there's a better way to handle it. Then what? I do. Then what? Um. So now keep in mind, keep in mind, keep in mind what you're looking yes, at with regards to the marches is the most successful marches and demonstration ever to hit the United States of America and the world. There has so never been what nothing is, like What's the this. fruit of it? What's the, what's the current fruit of the it? The fruit of it is police officers took Tony in their badges because a lot of them know that big eyes are up on them now. There's a lot of people saying, I did not know whites cared. There's a lot of black people mouth wide open. If I hear one more person say, I cannot believe whites are getting beat down like this. They really care. What that tells political officials is, pay close attention. Do we have your attention now, damn it? That is what the market is designed for. It's designed to get political politicians' attention because they love votes and they'll do anything for votes. And so it's working this process. It's not what Brother Agnew and Bishop Ari, uh, Robert E. Smith and myself and others have been preaching about the new man. It's not as good as that. When you start seeing yourself in Christ, you're not going to be out here putting your knee on somebody's neck. You're not going to be talking about white supremacy, black supremacy. You're going to be operating in that new identity. That is first-class solution, but we have mankind whom we love, all mankind we love, just trying. A black man was murdered in daylight, and right now the cops are going crazy, acting out, and people are getting, beginning to see these black folks have not been lying. So you're asking the wrong person, what did it accomplish? What did it accomplish? Let me tell you what it accomplished. I want you to bear with me, everybody. I want to find a little text on my phone that I sent to my panelists. My panelists and uh, you cannot believe what it accomplished. It, 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 it accomplished what no other march has accomplished. This is what are uh, just a few things that marching, this march, under the uh, guidance of Black Lives, well, not even the goddess of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter just getting a lot of credit for it. I don't even think they're the ones that did it. But anyway, Los Angeles City Council introduces a motion to reduce LAPD 
$1.8 billion operating budget, and all they were doing is harassing the minorities, and so that's good news. MBTA in Boston agrees to stop using police buses to transport police officers. Well, I don't know why that's on there, but I guess that was a problem. Police brutality, and I'm, if it's not good, I'm just going to say that's not a good one, but folks, I don't want to read this long list. I got like 80 different things that happened with the march. Things have changed. I'm folks, I'm serious. And it, it, it affects Germany. It affects South Africa. It's, 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 it's an island. It affects Italy. People are looking at police policies in Athens, Greece, in Brussels, in Denmark. People, people are crying out in, in, in Canada. All over the world. And you're saying, what did the march accomplish? That's not what I said. I said, what's the fruit? That is fruit. Is. That is fruit. That is fruit. Whenever you get po- whenever you get people to start looking at the po- po- uh, you know the, proce- uh, the the policies that's governing these police, whenever you get police so upset they can't handle themselves, they start beating up people. Then you're able to see the spirit inside of them, and they wait because uh, the problem is white people, so-called. Here I am. Here I am. I, I, again, I know who we are in the spirit. But the people that we call, let's just say, I actually, actually, I take that back. I take that back because white people, I take that back. Let's just say, I didn't said this because I believe white supremacy is not just in white people. White supremacy is a philosophy believed by a lot of folks, and some black people are the biggest white supremacists. I've been selling this show for 20, for, since 2011. So let me say this: some of the biggest philosophers, the biggest believers in white supremacy is black. Is that is the truth? Because white people don't really believe it. They just say it and act it, but they know better. So it's not really white supremacy if you know better. It's lying. Black people really believe in white supremacy, so they're more minorities and more white supremacists than so-called whites. That's what we teach. That's what I've been teaching since 2011. We're really talking about it since, since, since 25 years. So let's get that straight. But anyway, this white supremacy... <laughs> Y'all bear with him again. We just we just we just swinging tonight. This police department is being across the world is being challenged by citizens because of these marches. You got to be kidding. There's all kind of fruit. There's all kind of fruit that's going to come from this. And like I say, until so-called whites. Get involved, get in the mud, ain't nothing going to happen because so-called black lives really don't matter. And so when white, so-called whites get involved, then things get done because people don't, white, so-called whites don't want to see their relatives beat down like this. So that's when police start saying, I'm going to quit. I don't want to be associated with this. So you got to be kidding what's the fruit. There's all kinds of fruit. We've never seen this much fruit from marches. I'm, I promise you I've got a list of about 90 things that have happened since these marches started, and we've never seen it before with any other march. So I, I, I beg to differ with you. There is lots of fruit that have come from marching. Um, I want you to comment. So can I respond minute, now? And then I want to go to the uh, – yes, go ahead, and I want Brother Agnew to comment uh, sure. as well. So when I asked the question about what the fruit was, I was looking at um, what – even society, what are we going to gain from it? And you listed off a lot of things that you feel like are very beneficial, police force walking out. I, I see many of the police force walking out not because they're in opposition to any violence or anything, but they're in opposition to the fact that there are some questionable things that officers are being accused of that have nothing to do with racism at all. And they're seeing an entire shift, a polarization shift in there where they've got no support 
from their infrastructure around them. And so there's no trust in that. So many of them were walking out, and so we're, we're moving towards a place of lawlessness. And as we continue to move in that direction towards lawlessness, we're going to continue to see fruit of vandalism. We're going to continue to see fruit of, of places like Chaz being established in our society. We're going to see more of a uh, tribal-type approach to society as opposed to the United States. We're going to see the destruction and the dissolving of that. We're tearing down history right now around us, and I've got no problem for I, I could care less about any of the Confederacy or any of the statues that are up. That's that's um, I get that. I understand people's offense. In Ghana, they're tearing down statues of Gandhi right now. You know, around the world, they're tearing down. They're pro, they're asking because we got pictures of white Jesus up there, or or. or um, a Latino Jesus or uh, or African American Jesus up there. We need to tear all images of Christ down that's around uh, this country as well because it symbolizes a white supremacy. There's no line that's going to be drawn in this, and there's going to be a continualness of political correctness to the point to where you preach the gospel, you're going to be locked up. In 2016, in, in dealing with the election, I said two things would happen. I said two things would happen. This is very important. It's very key. I said that if Hillary Clinton is elected, we will see the pulpit ministry change drastically. We'll be, there will be mandates, laws that are established that will require homosexuality and require homosexuals to be ordained and married within the church, and that will be a law. And those that refuse to do that will be sentenced to, to uh, prison time. They'll have removal from their churches, and, and that would be that would happen. If Donald Trump was elected, we would see blood in our streets like we've never seen. You can go out to my Facebook in October of 2016. You can look it up, and you can see that. I'm not speaking to you from a place of, of just uttering what I'm feeling. I'm speaking to you a place of knowing the Spirit of the Lord and telling you that these are the things that are to come. When I ask you about the fruit of it, we, will, we absolutely will reap that that we're sowing right now. So for the church to be involved in these things where we are destroying society, there's going to be a day of reaping that will come for that. Well, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. You're saying a lot, and I'm trying my best. And again, I see the caller, caller coming to you, uh, brother Zeke. You, I'm trying yes. my best not to interrupt you, but you're saying you and brother Agnew, y'all say very loaded stuff. Y'all are very intelligent men, by the way, and you say things that just make people want to just cut off right there. But I'm gonna try my best not to. Okay, but listen. <laughs> These marches is a part of the solution. They're not the solution. The solution is what Brother Agnew and the bishop and myself and millions of others have been talking about for years. It really is a society where we see who we are in Christ. There's nothing higher than that. Amen. A white man is, is made up. I mean, for real, for real. It, 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 1681, around the time Baker's Rebellion, I mean, they start saying white and black. Prior to that, they weren't called white. But even if we had the names white, and we knew all the, the Genesis 10 uh, nations of the world, the Father said, that's not enough. Israel don't have what it takes. Gentiles really in trouble. And he brought the Savior on. And through his blood, we have a relationship with the Father. Through his blood, we are accepted in the Beloved. So 
that's top dog first class solution. I'll always say that on the show. But those that don't know that, I'm not going to beat them up. What do you do about George Floyd's of confidence knee on his neck, brother Zeke? And Agnew, we're coming at you, brother. I promise you about to go. I'm going to let you go about maybe 10 minutes uninterrupted because out, out of fairness to you. Brother Zeke, and I take it you're, you're so-called white. No such thing, but again, that's how they would associate you today, right? I don't, I don't know how they would associate me. Are you so-called a Caucasian? If I saw you walking down the street and the cops came by and say, "Well, what, how did the brother look?" Would I say you're a white man? Uh, they would say that. Yes, they would. Okay. Now, and I appreciate, it, and I love you like a brother. Please know that I don't play with that. Thank I love you. Now, listen to what I'm saying. They put their knee on a black man's neck for eight minutes and forty-six seconds. It wasn't what he did with the knee. It was the other four cops, how they responded. Because black lives really don't matter. So when a group called Black Lives Matter says, this is not right, and they begin to start marching and other people marching, and some of the marches had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter, and you got this tsunami. Why does brothers like you, Zeke, and Brother Agnew come on and start crucifying those young people. Well, you know good and damn well, excuse my French, you know good and darn well the church ain't going to do nothing about it. You know they're going to be somewhere hiding behind pulpits. Then you got your babies out there marching, staring up stuff, and you will have the audacity to put this kind of crazy stuff out there that Brother Agnew put out there. I, I shouldn't say it's crazy, but... He meant well, and for the believers, he's right. But I wouldn't put that on my Facebook because it tells everybody that's working for racial reconciliation, the best they know how, a reconciliation of mankind, it tells them, stop what you're doing. I'm livid over it. I'm just sorry. I'm livid over it. But let's go to the phone lines and see. We'll come back to you, Zeke, and then Brother Agnew got a uh, 10 minute. Uh, it's just fair that he do do that. So let's go to the phone line. Okay, going to the phone lines, everybody. His brother says this is a little bit worked up over this again. This is no joke. Folks, again, talking about tonight, finally, why are Christians, uh, why they don't support Black Lives Matter marching, protesting, really anything. Uh, Erica, 972-805, Brother John Clark, I think that's you, our moderator, who's normally the moderator for this show, not me. This is normally our moderator. Go ahead with your question or comment, brother. Yeah, how are you doing, brother, sir? Doing great, brother. Good to hear your voice. I know we're your caller tonight, but it's always good to hear your voice. No doubt. Likewise, I'm glad to be on the show. I'll be. I caught. I've caught the last roughly 20, 25 minutes of the show, and I just wanted to comment on some of the things I heard. And to be honest, I don't know exactly who is whom. However, I do know that one person was explaining um, about what's the fruit of of this. Now, keep in mind the the fruit of these protests. I'm not one who actually embraces entirely the protest. And the reason why is because I know that if you want to win a dog fight, you just need to own both, do- both dogs. So if you have the police who are in power and then you have another faction that's trying to break up that foundation and both of them are in your hands, such as Iran in 1951, a democratically elected official, was basically uh, supplanted 
by mm-hmm. the CIA. They 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 had factions. They they riled the people up and made it look like the the country was in disarray and, and an uprising when it wasn't. It was the CIA. And you see these same agent provocateurs in these rallies. And so I find it um, a lesson in futility for anyone to have a discussion of should a, a group of people, be you black or white or be you church or heathen, <laughs> to, you know, should you be protesting? Because, see, a protest starts in the heart of a man. And each person has that protest starts for varying reasons. In the same way that someone on the line a moment ago said that we should walk in peace with all men, that's good, good knowledge. But at the same time, our job is to uncover the works of darkness. Uncovering the works of darkness normally means you're going to take it on the chin because the works of darkness are not going to let you uncover them without putting foot to behind. So what do you do? You have to go out and decide for yourself and let your own heart be the the guide of whether you protest or don't protest. You literally can have two people doing the exact same thing, but for varying reasons. One person is, uh, uh, let's say, throwing throwing, uh, a brick because the, the police are firing tear gas at them. Another person is throwing a brick because he is the police. (laughs) He is the police, folks Both of them are throwing bricks But they're doing it for different reasons So there there can be a person who's an anarchist He'll be standing right beside that person saying Black Lives Matter Why? Because he's waiting for an opportunity to create disarray He's an anarchist He's trying to destabilize the power structure For whatever the reason be It may be a personal reason or, 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 Or he could be operating uh, as a uh, um, uh, a person in a greater organization with a greater objective, so I think that for for persons to say like church people should not let each church person decide for themselves based on the convictions of their hearts, because we are going to stand before God and what He placed on our heart is what He's going to look. Did you do what I said do? Not did, did you do what the church said you should do. You should do exactly what I told you to do. And if he tells you to be out there in them streets uncovering the works of darkness, you do that. If he says no no um, peace, then you do no peace. If he says peace, then you should be at home. But be assured, he says different things to different persons, but all of them can be underwritten by the word. That's all I have to say. Well, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And we're going to hear from the, uh, Brother um, Agnew here. He's going to get a 10 minutes. And let's go to Brother Zeke first, only because Brother Agnew is about to go. Brother John, appreciate you. Don't forget to press one, and then you can come back on later if you want to comment later on. But folks, I'm no moderate right there normally for the five weeks on network, Brother John Clark, and I'm moderating tonight. Some He's been normally doing this for a while now. Brother uh, Zeke, go ahead and take no more than about a, about a couple of minutes, and then we're going to let Brother Agnew give him 10 minutes. We're going to take him a break. We're going to come back to Brother uh, Zeke and Brother Agnew after the break. Uh, quickly respond to what you've heard, Brother Zeke. Yeah, Brother John, thank you for that. And and I, I'll tell you, the 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 word does tell us to to not be a judge of another servant, you know. And we we need to be mindful of that. And there absolutely are, are ways that the Lord has ordered the steps of one 
uh, and ordered the steps of another in a different way. There's different callings, there's different ministries, one body, and serving. However, God's not, he's not um, bipolar. He, he, he does have, um, you know, um, uh, he, he, he doesn't do things in, in, in conflict with himself. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned too about the heart, and I would just kind of this is where I have to look at myself and judge myself in this. Um, Jeremiah 17 says, "The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind, even to uh, give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings." And so I know that in the days that we live in, we truly need to draw close to the Lord in prayer. We need to we need to um, have our minds tested and our heart tested before the Lord and test our motives. Uh, I, I've been guilty many times of responding immediately in the flesh and, and having to be corrected. And so, um, you know, when, when we're talking about the world in a protest, you're absolutely – Correct. Who, who are we to tell them how to how to live, other than to preach the gospel to them? But when we ask, should the church be involved in these? I'm very, I'm finding it very difficult to look to God's word and find support that says yes, we should be driving this uh, these protests uh, in our society today. Well, you know what? Uh, before brother brother uh, Eric Nagno come on again, folks, we get him ten minutes uninterrupted. Okay, quickly. And then we got to get on by that new. But Z, I think yes, the answer is this. Marching is carnal. Again, all it's to do is raise awareness. People say, oh, that's the black people's problem when King was around. Then when 100,000 whites and blacks showed up, so-called whites and blacks showed up, whites, so-called whites said, well, a lot of a lot of whites do care. And they said, well, if they care, I care because we... We like that. We fickle like that. If everybody else is doing it, I'll do it. And it became a movement. It's weak, though. Marching is weak. Protesting in the form that we've seen over the... It's weak. It's weak. But you cannot deny there's an outcry. And then we wouldn't have to march, and we wouldn't have to protest, and there wouldn't have to be no Black Lives Matter if the church got up out their asses and quit being super spiritual and explain away stuff of being cowards. In the civil rights movement that everybody agreed with now, Martin King was such a great person, where was the so-called white church? You see what I'm saying? The church is always somewhere hiding behind some theology that's not working because if it did it, we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Because his power is real. The gifts of the spirits are real. I mean, this is nothing to play with. The new identity is real. If you walk in that new identity and claim your rightful place, we sit in heavenly places. The Bible says, I give you all, I love this, Brother Agnew said, actually, I give credit what credit's due. But he's talking about him not dying. I like that kind of talk. We don't hear that no more. Christ said, the Father said, I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. That's not the church I know right now. They're not walking that authority. So if they don't walk in that authority, Brother Zeke and Brother Agnew and listeners, then the world has to come behind and try to try to help out. That's all welfare is. Welfare is a response to a lazy church. When Israel did that Amen. thing and they was and they was parceling out that corners of the land, there was no poverty where it is when Israel was in its heyday. So when the church is sleepy and really disobedient, 
Then the marches coming. We want to dog out the marches. Brothers Agnew, 10 minutes. Go right here and put you on the timer, brother, right now. Starting right now. Go ahead. Well, you asked me about my comment, but you all talked about the comment and other things. So for the most part, you know, my job is to speak on behalf of the Lord, and I speak authoritatively. And it's for people to either receive or not receive. You know, the Lord used his disciples and his apostles in different ways. And they wrote letters. They wrote epistles. It's for people to receive it or not. You can read the Bible and receive it or you don't have to. But when it comes to who God is, who his people is, who his son is, either you know him or you don't. And those who know him will be wise, and they'll do exploits. They'll do wisely. And so uh, when it comes to anything concerning reconciliation, it's just a false premise for anybody to think that you can use any erroneous distinction in dealing with reconciliation. You cannot reconcile man to man. It's impossible. Christ already did it. And if you don't accept that he did that, if you don't accept he died on the cross, and when he died on the cross, he made way for man to be reconciled to God first vertically and then to man horizontally. So people just don't know what Christ did. They don't even know who he is. And so all the talk we're talking, you know, when we get finished, it's all about who we really believe, who is our faith really into. My faith is not in this government. My faith is not in any person on the face of this earth. My faith is only in Christ Jesus. And so since my faith is toward Christ Jesus, I believe what he said and what he said through his apostles and prophets. And so when it comes to what he said and what he said through his apostles and prophets, he said he's given me the ministry of reconciliation along with all those who believe that. And all of those who do believe that, they believe in Jesus Christ, they have the ministry of reconciliation, and they know how to operate in that, it's the elimination of erroneous distinctions. And the elimination of erroneous distinctions is not looking at any man according to a natural way. So looking at any man according to a natural way, you're already disqualified from the ministry of reconciliation. And the ministry of reconciliation comes through the word of reconciliation because God was reconciling man to himself through Jesus Christ. And the word of reconciliation is that I stand in the state of Christ. I pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. And so my job is to make sure people are reconciled to God. Without reconciliation to God, you got a whole lot of black, white, Indian, Asian, and whatever people out there. And that's who they are. That's what they are. I don't expect anything else from a sinner but to sin. And so, but when it comes to the church of God, when it comes to the people of God, I've been in the church long enough, and I've been, I've been a hypocrite long enough. I was a hypocrite, so I know a hypocrite when I see a hypocrite. I was a hypocrite long enough that I can recognize that these people that's quote-unquote supposed to be uh, representing the church, representing Christianity or whatever you want to call it, I know what's going on in, in behind closed doors. So all of this talk about what's going on with the church and what the church is supposed to be doing, 
let's be real. The modern-day Christianity is Pharisee. They're all Pharisees. Modern-day Christianity is the Pharisee ministry, just all in all. And all of these people who call themselves believers who are talking about this Black Lives Matter stuff, what I want to know is, tell me every neighbor that's adjacent to your house, tell me their children's name, their grandchildren's name, tell me how long you've been living beside them, tell me what you've done for your neighbor. If you can't tell me that, don't come talking to me about no Black Lives Matter. You just, you, you mess, you're a hypocrite. That's what you are. You probably can't even name all the people in the place where you're fellowshipping on Sunday morning. And so I can pray for every single person I fellowship with Monday through Sunday. I can pray for them by name. I know their children's name. I know their grandchildren. I know my neighbor's name. And so the fruit is in who we really are representing. And most people aren't representing Christ. So when you're speaking on behalf of Christ, I take, I take issue with it because you're not really speaking on behalf of Christ. You're speaking on behalf of the world. You're speaking on behalf of people. You're trying to help people. Fine and damn, they do what you do. But I'm speaking on behalf of Christ. When it comes to Christ, it's only one way. And that way is Jesus Christ has already broken down the middle wall of partition. He's made of twain one new man, so making peace. Man cannot make peace. That's a terrible lie. When we read the word peacemakers, we need to go back to the Greek and read what it means. It means presenting the maker of peace. Isaiah 45 says, I make peace. God makes peace. So when we fast forward, Jesus Christ said, in me ye will have peace. In the world, we shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, not you. And so when we're talking about peacemakers, our problem is we're trying to make peace when we should be keeping peace. The scripture says we should endeavor to keep the peace. Keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And so when we're supposed to be keeping peace with one another, we don't even have peace with one another. We can't even have a peaceful talk with one another. Cut out all. Man, that's foolishness to me. So when it comes to what's going on out here in the world, I believe that the police officers are ministers of God. And just like ministers in the pulpit that's sleeping around and sinning and using profanity and doing all the stuff they're doing, all these ministers doing that crap, they're just like these police officers, but they're still ministers of God. So if you go against the ministers of God, whether he's in the pulpit or whether he's wearing a uniform with a pistol, that's you and God. You're going to have to answer to God for that. And for the most part, most of the people that's talking, it's going to fall back not just on them but on their children. Because the scripture says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. He said because, of, because you've rejected me, I'm going to reject you and your children. And so the children are going to get hit for it. That's why you have all these young people out here now, because it's failed parenthood. And if I was a police chief and I was, if you want to talk carnally, if you want to be real, real about it, if that was my calling, I'd be out here with the police force and I'd tell them, look, we're going we're gonna to rack up these folks. Y'all get these fire trucks, you get these fire, these uh, water hoses, and you spray these people down and get them up off these streets. We're going to stop this foolishness because that's the job of the police. And all of this talk about the black man being killed and this and that, I said it last week and you mentioned it. Look, I've been to South Africa. I've been all around there. I know how it works. So when it comes to all that black foolishness, that black crap, I ain't with it. I'm with Christ. I'm not with the black foolishness. 
I'm not going to market blackness. So if you were to ask me about what people are going to say about me, if they say, well, what color is he? They're going to say he's light. And he's letting his light so shine that men may see his good works, that, that, that I'm glorifying God because of him. And they're going to say, well, what race is he? He's going to say he's a holy ethnos, First Peter chapter 2 and 9, because he's not with a race. And I see this man is holy because God made him holy. And so when people are talking in the flesh, people are carnal, they're going to live according to the flesh, and they're going to experience all the, the problems that come with the flesh. I don't put up with flesh. I want to stay in the spirit, so I'm going to stay in the spirit. When it comes to the flesh, I'll become black to win a black. I'll become white to win a white. I'll become Chinese to win a Chinese. But I'm going to do real quick work of evangelism because death is working me at that, in that moment. I'm walking in the flesh. I'm walking in death. And I better snatch myself out of it real quick and help them to come to Christ. If I don't, I'll find myself dying just like the rest of the people that's walking in the flesh. And so for me... I speak on behalf of Christ. I'm not speaking on behalf of the church community. I'm speaking on behalf of the real church. It's only one church, and that's the body of Christ. Christ is the head, and we're the members of the body. And so some members are operating properly. Some members are not. Some people are not like members of the body. They're like sales. They die every day. And whether they're there or not, they don't really matter. But most people who are a member and they're actually bringing forth fruit that remains, then you know they're doing their job. And so sometimes the body gets hurt, and the body's hurting right now. We understand that because we can see all these, quote, unquote, church fellowships are closed down. These pastors sitting at home with these masks on. They ain't getting that money like they used to getting, so they don't know what to do. They confused. That's all that is. But then when we talk about the flesh, you know, the, the flesh is going to be the flesh. So I, I, don't, I ain't fighting the flesh. They want to protest. They want to act like that. But I do want to vote somebody in office that's going to stand up and do something about it. And in my community, the police need to stand up and do something. That's what they get paid. I pay my taxes for that. So if I call the police on my neighbor, I want the police to show up and do something about it. And I'm not going to shoot the, my neighbor. I'm going to let the police do something about it. My time is up, I guess. You got that timer going off, huh? Ha, ha, ha. I like that. <laughs> Hello? Can anybody hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Brother Agnew, something with my phone line. Hopefully I just missed the last 30 seconds. Can you rewind yourself for the last 20 seconds? Well, yeah, please, because I couldn't hear you, please. Oh, I was just saying that if I call the police, I pay my taxes for the police to do their job. So when I call their the police, I want to put a lead on somebody for eight, eight minutes and 46 seconds. All right, you agree look, with that, right? Look, man, look. Look, hey. Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you agree with that? With his knee, for me, for me, I don't even, I don't go with television like that. I don't look at foolishness. All, as a matter of fact, the first time I saw a believer put that on Facebook, I said, you're wrong for that. You shouldn't even be promoting that. You should be in prayer about that. Okay, because let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's slow it down a little bit. The flesh of people. Let me slow it down a little bit. Did he not have his knee on the man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds? There was no TV. There was no trick camera. All types of camera got it. Do you agree, first of all, let's agree with the facts. Did the man have his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds? You know what? I don't know what to believe about what they're putting on TV and all these cameras. Okay, hold That's on a second right there. Hold knees. on a second. Stop right there. Stop right there. Brother Zeke. Mm-hmm. 
did he not have his knee on the gentleman's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, yes or no? I know there's a lot of um, eight minutes and 43-second moments that people are having right now. I think that is what uh, the narrative is out there. Hold on a second, brother. I didn't hold watch, I didn't hold watch it for eight minutes. I didn't watch it for eight minutes and 43 seconds. My point I didn't is watch this. it for that. Feel what I'm saying? This is what it was a murder. lot of young people... Is that people, what you're asking? Is it murder? Hold on a second. Yeah. I promise y'all got the floor. But I want everybody to hear what you just heard. You heard a minister of the gospel say, I would have called my police and had them to use water hose. You heard that with your ear. That wasn't a misquote. You just heard a minister of the gospel say police are ministers. They are. But not like the gospel. See, only you could have to be called the most high to be a minister. They're a minister in terms of minister defense. It's a secular term. It's very fleshly, actually. So when we say they're a minister, they're not having the gospel and they're going out and, and, and the gospel, the Bible is their, their code. Are no, you telling me that very, Romans chapter 13? Hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody, hold on. No, I want you to be very clear about what you're saying now. Are you telling hold me Romans chapter 13 is a lie and they're not ministers of God? It didn't say they were yes, fleshly yes, ministers of God. Yes, it they said they are, are ministers they, of God. Absolutely, if they are going by the scriptures right. You just can't that, say that minister of God. Hold on, brother. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Just because somebody, keep in mind how it was back then. They didn't have all these laws. Back then, the Bible was like more reverence. And in a sense, yes, they were ministers. But once you have an ungodly book, let's just say their law, their the the code of. Uh, and hands are going up all over the place. I figured y'all would. But listen, <laughs> what if their book is, what if, they, what if their manual is a satanic book? You can't call them ministers of God. Hear me now, out. Now, the I brother can, said, I can the call brother you, said they're I ministers can call hold your on. hand on this one now. Hold on Now, I, I want to interject this. Hold you, on, you hold interject, on, let me interject. I got to say this. this I'm just, I'm going to let you defend, just write it down like I wrote it down. I, I was quiet and I wrote it down. He said they're ministers of the God, and he says, you know, you can go correct your minister if you want to. You know, that's between you and your God, and your kids going to suffer. Kind of like a threat almost. It wasn't quite a threat, but he, he says, anyone want to say, I would, use the, I would tell my police force to get the water hose and hose it down. Again, most of these people are young people. They are tired of their government, and they're out there protesting. He will water them down. We went on to talk about... Uh, you know, if someone uses Black Lives Matter, he says, have you did this? Do you know your neighbor? Do you know your this? you got to have all these I's dotted and these T's crossed in order to be able to use Black Lives Matter to Brother Agnew. When people are just trying to find a vehicle, where do we go? Well, Black Lives Matter got a march down here, but I'm going to go down there. Had it not been for those three ladies, and I know he was saying about the history, and I tend to agree with him. Maybe they originally was after a lesbian Queer Lives Matters and all that. But, okay, how many things do we support that have gay rights? How many governmental policies is our money funding that's associated with sin? 
How many presidents have we backed that went over to Iraq and killed over a million people? How many companies we work for that's got careers leading? You're in the bed with a bunch of devils. How are you going to pick one devil out and what are you doing and say, well, I ain't going to support you? If black lives matter, if queer lives matter, want to also create another extension called Black Lives Matter, we're just going to support the Black Lives Matter, that topic. We're not, we're not supporting queers. There's all types of people out there for Black Lives Matter that can't stand that whole agenda. That is not fair to say, well, do you know your neighbor? Do you this? Do you do that? Well, before you do all this, you got to do Black Lives that, that That don't make no sense to me. I'm just talking. Again, they're talking. Brother, one for 10 minutes. I'm going to go quickly. Brother, I and Hold on. Hold on. Last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say. He said, Brother, Brother, Brother Agnew said, I wouldn't market no blackness. Now, keep in mind the reason why black folk have to market blackness and they have to say blackness is because of white supremacy or white supremacy slash black inferiority teachings that anybody can believe. Well, we're taught where our, our business is not this, our business is not that. And whites have literally caused poverty in the neighborhood by taking the so-called black people's money, not giving them a product worth a hill of beans. So black people are risk of our own, and because they have to say black, everybody say, you know, like the one co-worker told me, why do you have to have a, call y'all magazine black magazine? I said, because, I said, have you ever been to magazine, right? Do you see very many black people doing stuff? Probably said, well, no. I said, well, that's why we have to have a black magazine. So because black people have to say black, we're associated with racism. White people have to say black or white because the whole system is, is for them. This brother, this minister, this is telling y'all, this, I can't quite speak for Brother Zeke. I'm trying to fill him out. But Brother Agnew is very well spoken. He ain't stumbling over his words. Are you hearing what he's saying? This is why a lot of young people don't want nothing to do with old they, folks they and churches. They can't hear what I'm saying, the brother. They, they can't on. hear what I'm saying because I, I didn't get to finish what I was saying you know, you gave That's me okay. 10 minutes. You finished it up. You I, I've been on the line, I've been on the line for an hour. You would hold down. Brother Agnew, you're going to get uh, even more. I'm going to give you another 10 minutes. Before this show is over, everybody remember I said this. This brother is going to speak the most. But let's go to the phone lines. Somebody got to watch your phone. I hear an echo. We got to go back to the phone lines. Okay? Hey. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Who's lying? Before you go on. back to the phone lines. We got to deal with this ministers of God situation because you're you're trying to superimpose on the text your own pretext based on your presupposition. But don't forget that Jesus Christ was innocent. He didn't sin at all. And he respected those in authority, even though they were sinners. And he respected them as ministers of God, and he laid his life down and let them kill him. We wouldn't even have salvation without that, brother. What are you so trying to say? Christ wouldn't have, what are you trying to say? Christ wouldn't Because they didn't respect the scriptures. You're saying that Pilate Christ did and, not and say respect Caesar, these guys didn't brother. respect Christ the scriptures. Christ never said respect somebody doing what these people do. Christ respected, he said, get rid of the Caesar, whether it's Caesar. Just because he says things like that, don't get it confused. It don't mean you're supposed to watch no, somebody sir. leave somebody I'm not talking death, about, you're talking see, about respect. That's them? what I'm saying though. You're talking about you're talking your own pretext. I'm talking about what the Bible says. I'm not talking about Caesar respect Caesar. I'm talking you're about adding. when Pilate stood before Jesus, Herod stood before Jesus and say, I, I uh adjure you in the name of God. He pulled authority on Jesus, and you know what Jesus had to do? Jesus had to speak to him. Jesus at first didn't say a word to him. 
but he pulled authority on God, on Jesus Christ himself, because he was a minister of God. Now, what happens is people think God is just a one-handed person. They think God is just a one-handed being, but God has more than two. He has more than one hand. He has a right hand that expresses his love and his compassion. That's Jesus Christ that sits on the right hand of God. Brother Agnew. But he also has a left hand that expresses his wrath. And when it comes to his wrath, he said, look, my ministers don't carry the sword in vain. They're not there to tell you how good you do. The police not supposed to be patting you on the back. The government actually is there to to chop some hands off. That's what they're there for. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They can't, they can't hear me. Say, you got to let me finish. Hold on a second. You, you got to let I'm me finish. Another, I'm going to give you another 10 minutes because I don't want it to be like I'm talking over you. I'm just going to give you 10 minutes. We got to just start interrupt you. So give me a second. I'm going to give you another 10 minutes. But, brother, I got, I'm coming to the phone lines. Those of you on the phone line, Erico 501, I see you, 993. That's another number from y'all's area, so I know they're going to support you. That's how we roll. We always support those in our church. Anyway, my thing is this. If you're telling me that people out there are saying we don't want this kind of policing, is disrespecting policing. There is policemen marching. I don't understand what you're saying, man. There are policemen marching, crying. There's all kind of people saying we respect the law. I heard it marching them saying, let's give a crap of good policing. You say they shouldn't be doing that? They're just supposed to just take it? Young people, if you're listening, please hear this. I'm a believer. I believe in new man in Christ. Everybody does not think like this minister. I'm one of them. Let's go to the phone lines. Eric code 501-993. Please let us know your question or comment. I would love to know your city and your name, please. My name is Mansell Twilley. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm a part of the ministry there at uh, Word of Outreach. Can you hear me? Go ahead with your question. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was just really uh, commenting on what Pastor Agnew was saying. I just want to encourage all of you all. You know the reason why uh, people have to march, people have to stand up and fight for themselves is because they don't allow God to fight for them through Christ. So all of this that we're discussing and all of this going on in the world, it's all part of the world system, which we know, we say, the enemy is the God of this world. And if he's the God of this world, and the scripture says that we are no longer part of this world, Romans says that we died to the world, and that. Uh, the world is dead to us, and we're dead to the world. And we're just passing through. And so what's being described here is, is people are trying to describe what the purpose of the church is when, they, when Christ himself said what the purpose of the church is. But everybody's got their idea of what the church should be doing. But the real reality is, is that the real church, which is the uh, living organism of Christ himself, uh, they hear his voice. Now, as far as the local, what we see in, in the, in the uh, local world, the local church, everybody's got their idea of what they should be. But if you are honest with yourself, the scripture says 
we're not even part of this world. We're not supposed to operate in this world. And for the people who are saying and crying out, saying I'm being mistreated, they need to be crying out to God, not to not to a worldly uh, institution. That okay. really let, let me let me let me interject if I may if I may interject. Let me ask you a question because I want to make it practical. We agree with most of what you just said. Now they are should be still be crying out to the Father, and if they cry out to the Father, what's your name again? Mansell Twilley, Pastor of Mansell Twilley. Mr. Pulley? Twilley, T-W-I-L-L-I-E. Okay, Twilley. Brother Twilley, let's say tomorrow you're going about your business. You see a cop walk up to a young guy and say, stop. The young man keeps running. The cops catch him, shoot him in the head. You see it. What is your job at that point? Well, according to the word of God, uh, you know, since I'm not part of this world system, uh, I'm going to pray for the cop and the individual that they know Christ, that they come to know Christ. That's what I'm here for. That's the only reason okay. why God has left any. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't add. Here. Do me a favor. Don't add. Do, do me a favor. Don't add because we agree with a lot of what you're saying. I don't want, and the reason I'm cutting you all I want y'all to just stay pointed. Yes, we know that, that the power of prayer is real. I don't, I don't. I always pray when I see those lights go up in the back of my car. You're right. But is there any other job you have? No, the greatest job we have is to declare Christ. When Christ was here, the Roman government ruled uh, the children of Israel, the Israelites. Okay, hold they on a second, them. because I, I can see you going on another road. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me tell you what I feel my job is, and maybe you can understand, because as soon as I say you might say, you might say, well, of course, brother, I was going to do that. So let me make sure your answer is complete. And Brother Zeke, we're coming to you as well. We're going to take a little break, y'all, because I'm, da- I'm dying to hear from Brother Zeke, for real. Listen, this is my job. I would say, Father, I will pray for their salvation. I'll pray for the families of the young man. I'll pray for both of them are sick. And really, both of them are dead, really and truly. But I don't think my responsibility ends there. Because I put the police chief in office. That was a murder. That is not how Israelites handle their problems. Well, not, that not, is not, hold on, 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 Get the finishing comments from the from the caller and go to Brother Agnew and Brother Zeke. And Brother Zeke first and Brother Agnew, we're going to go take a little break. And I'm, Brother, y'all be prepared to do no more than about two minutes. We take this break. You can finish your comments after the break. But let me tell you why you have to hold that police accountable. Because you say you to the man, you don't. Hold on for it. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out, brother. The scriptures is talks about something that says Christ said that you shall know the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to all truth. So there's not a scripture that tells me what job to pick. 
There's not a scripture to tell me to turn right on, on Main Street. There's not a scripture to tell me a whole lot of things, but the Holy Spirit is what I'm coming from right now. I believe that we are to occupy until he comes. I can show you throughout the scriptures people doing just that with godly judgment. The scripture talks about when the righteous rule, the people shall rejoice. Well, how are you going to rule if you're somewhere just praying and go somewhere and sit down? You have to hold these people accountable in a, in a, in a peaceful way. The Bible says it's possible to people with all men. So I would go to the police chief and say, I witnessed the murder. Well, sir, you got to write it down. I would write it down. Then later on, you know, if he throws it away like they're doing, because that's the system they're under, I would probably be somewhere doing what the Black Lives Matter do, marching, trying to gather support to get this police officer off our force. It's our police. As Brother Agnew said, they are ministers. He's right. I ain't going to say who they ministers are. That's a whole other conversation. But they are ministers. So I want to make sure my ministers out there are following what they have swore to do. That all comes with the whole voting process. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Which now, now keep in mind, prayer, young people listening. I know y'all listen because I put a lot of. I know young people listen tonight. Do not underestimate what the brother said. We are to pray. The Father sometimes can do all the healing needs to be done through just prayer. But a lot of these ministers, a lot of these believers don't really believe in the kind of authority that Brother Agnew is talking about. They don't really believe it. They don't operate in the power with the gifts of the Spirit. Because if they did, power, prayer would be trivialized so. So I'm not trivializing prayer. Sometimes that's all you need to do. But what I'm saying is, I don't believe that's all we need to do. Thank God for King. Thank God for all the same. Thank God for Gandhi. If they didn't just pray. I'm not with this. It don't make sense to me. Because after you ask the Father something, prayer. After you ask the Father something, prayer. After you intercede, prayer. After you bind and loose, prayer. Guess what? He answers your prayer. Sometimes it's something else for you to do. These believers acting like you just praying, that's it. I don't know what theology that is. Go ahead and comment. you got a minute. Uh, going to Brother uh, 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 brother Zeke, you have two minutes. And Brother uh, Agnew, you have two minutes. we take a break. When we come back, y'all can hit this a little harder. And long and Brother Agnew, I promise him another 10 minutes uninterrupted. Go ahead, caller. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me, everybody. There is another caller. Brother, uh, uh, brother John Clark says he's calling a second time. I'll limit him to a couple of minutes. Okay, but go ahead. And then we'll go to, to this caller for two minutes. Then we'll go to Brother Zeke and then Brother Agnew during a break. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, uh, when God brings judgment on people, then you gotta you got to follow through on the judgment. When when uh, Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Benigo were in judgment, the people had been carried away. They had to live under that, under that uh, ungodly reign. Ungodly government They were always trying to trick them and kill them And get rid of them But when they prayed God took care of them in the midst of all ungodliness And that's what I'm telling you right now The reason why Yes, sometimes he will do that Sometimes he Oh yes he will Yes he will Yes, yes So my point is When you keep coming against 
an ungodly government and you are not getting anywhere, it's because you are not doing it the way God wants you to do it. And, and Daniel did it the right way. He lived his life spotless before the Lord, and God protected him. He stayed there for 70 years and after that. And he was always in the, he was always in the mix. But when you, you say to the callers, that and he never he never in. protested. He never well, hold protested. on, hold on. If you're saying that, then you'd have to tell Bishop Robert E. Smith and Brother Agnew that they need to chill out with these politicians that don't hold them accountable. And I know you're not going to say that against your pastor. You've got to tell them, not. do not hold them accountable. And I know you're not going to say that. Call I got I didn't say. I didn't you say got, don't hold them accountable. We hold them accountable wait, by. Wait, 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 Yes, sir. So my point is, again, yes, uh, and you hold them accountable through the Spirit of God. That's how you hold them accountable. So the reality is all of this stuff that's in people's heart, that's how it's in that. What do you mean you hold them accountable to the Spirit of God? Hold on, hold on. Make it practical. What do you mean hold them accountable to the Spirit of God? What do you mean? Well, what I mean by that is, is, is uh, uh, we live in a democratic and a republican where we send people to our government that represent us, and so we have the responsibility to put people in office who closely resemble uh, what the Word of God says. And so, and when they don't, don't like, and when they don't, well, well, listen. America hasn't been around all this time because it's it's it's, it's uh, no. I'm asking you, brother, come up for time's sake. What do you do when they don't? Quickly, like in thirty seconds. What do you do when they don't? We get rid of them. We vote them out. That's what we do. So you don't go. You don't ever make phone calls. You don't ever go and send write letters to political party. You don't get involved with that at all. I don't do a whole lot of that. I I, I get the phone. Not you. Lord, not you. Not you. But we shouldn't. What now? Not Remember I said the I'm, I'm saying do people, should people write letters, make phone calls and all that? I, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, stop for a second. That. If you don't have a problem with that, why do you have problems with the uh, – is anybody here in this conversation? Brother, i got to move on. i got to go to uh, Brother Zeke. The reason I really why I have a problem with people protesting because because you're not you're not allowing God to stand up for you. And that's somebody just said that about somebody making the phone call. If you're calling well, and calling, you, somebody can say, why don't you just trust God? Why are you making a phone call? But i got to move on to, brothers, uh, to, to another caller. I'll right let you here. go on and on and on. Press one when I put you on hold. You can come back later, okay? All right. got to move on, though. That's Brother Twiley. I really appreciate this experience. I hope he comes on again. Folks, on this show, you can ask more than one question. Brother Twiley puts one. Okay, going to Erico 972805. I don't mean to be rude, y'all, but I'm trying to get all these callers on. Y'all, normally callers go two minutes. I better win about five minutes. Uh, Erico 972805, did you have a question or comment? We'd love to know your name and city, please. This is Brother John again. This, this is Brother John, and, and I'm going to tell you, I cannot believe minutes, uh, John, what I'm hearing. Here, no, you're good. It's not even going to be one minute. I cannot believe what I'm actually hearing on this phone. It's almost like 
the, the, the old statement that you, you are so spiritual that you have no earthly good. Uh, to the, I'm thinking to myself that if the question is asked, you see a policeman shoot a person, and the first thing you do is you pray for them. I'm kind of dismissed at that. And, and it's not because of the prayer. To me, the first thing I'm going to do is try and get that person found out, located. Get him, get, speak to his superiors. Make sure that I put light on that issue. That, and I'm just, I just, I'm just amazed that that's not the first God, thing that's said. God, God, yes, I get home and I will pray for both of them after my adrenaline is down. But right, if that's not the first thing that's stated, that's almost like counterproductive to humanity. Okay. The yeah. other thing is, people who are protesting, it, it, the, the fact that they, there are people who are not, they don't know God. But that doesn't mean like in 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 Romans, what was it, Seth, two or three, where it talks about the uncircumcised person. Who keep the law in their hearts? Yes, they keep the law in their hearts, and if they keep the law in their hearts, they will judge the circumcised who don't keep the law at all. So there is a law that a man can have in his heart, and he doesn't know Christ yet. There are people who did not know Christ, but they do the right thing in their heart. There is a law that's in your heart, and if some people are out there protesting because they are saying this is wrong, then. There's, there's, there should not be a protest against their protest. Let them do what they feel they need to be done. The last thing I'm going to say is, how can the one brother go on a diatribe about not dealing in the flesh, but then wants to vote people in and out of office? I'm exactly. thinking to myself, oh my god, that is, it's like it's like you're diametrically opposed to yourself. If, if you're if you're gonna yeah. do what Daniel did, Daniel lived under Daniel lived under Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar was a tyrant. Who he wanted to live lived, and who he wanted to die died. All you need to do is make sure you're not one of those people that die. But you didn't get to vote anybody in. And if you guys actually think that this system that you have here, this democratic system, is is such that you get to really vote people. Imagine a lion letting sheep vote him in and out of office. This system is run by Satan. He's the God of this world. And so as long as the right people are getting in, yeah, you're voting. When the wrong people ain't getting in, they're doing it their own way. And I'm, I'm going to leave it with that because that should be about two minutes. I'm going to be done. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it, Brother yeah. Seth. I hope I didn't offend you guys too, too much, but I'm just kind of missed at what I'm hearing here. Okay, brother, 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 Charlie, press one, and good job. And I put you on hold, press one, because y'all can't come on again. Luckily, we hadn't had other callers. Not luckily, but uh, brother, John, I appreciate that. I'm with you. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Okay. All right, but let's go to brother Wally. He hasn't spoken for a while. Um, and uh, here's from brother Zeke. I'm sorry. I don't know why I get brother Wally. I'm brother Zeke. I think I know Zeke, Zeke Wally. But anyway, brother uh, Zeke, go ahead with uh, tent builders. They're in Denton, Arkansas. Then we're going to give you two minutes, and then we're going to give Brother Agnew two minutes. I know you need way more two minutes, so what is going to happen is after Brother Agnew gives you two minutes, we're going to break, we're going to come back and give Brother Agnew uh, two minutes uninterrupted. Uh, I'm going to treat this brother with love. He's not going to be able to say he didn't talk to us tonight. It's going to happen. Watch, y'all. Okay, Brother uh, Z, go ahead, please. Well, thank you, Brother Seth. Um, it's, the, the question still comes back to we, we, we're asking what the church's response to this should be. Um, the world, yes. Our political system, yes, it's designed to. Uh, we, we've got laws in place that has the right for assembly, and there is a there's a process that's set up in America that 
probably is the greatest in the world that's been established, but it's still a worldly government. Um, and so to, to tell the world how it's supposed to act in this situation has not been the question. The question's been what the church should do in this situation. And you've been getting biblical answers the entire night. Uh, you've been getting consistent biblical answers on what the church's response is in this. And, and that may not be what everyone wants to hear, but we've got to search Scripture. Now, last week when I was on the show, I, I heard a, a, what I would consider rhetoric, uh, going back to the Old Testament of looking at the times of, of war with the children of Israel. And, and there was mention that it's, it's time for uh, African Americans to, to, to raise up and, and, and that sound that war drum. And that was very alarming for me last week when I was on the call hearing people uh, that, that uh, claim to be ministers of the gospel uh, talking about a, a physical uh, war that needs to be uh, fought here. And then, then I would hear some kind of tone correction or cover-up scripture of saying, well, well, now we know that our weapons aren't carnal. But that wasn't the tone at all that I was picking from that. And so as the church moves into this, we are very much people of war. And I will tell you that when you give in to that flesh, you're going to reap that flesh. And, and so that, that's where I would be a, a warning at uh, for, for the church today, that our response is is that we don't belong there. And I'll give up the rest of my time to Brother Agnew. Well, 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 hold on, because I want to hear more from you after the break. Brother Zeke, I really, really want to hear more from you. So after Brother uh, Agnew do his 10 minutes, may give you five minutes uninterrupted. I really want to hear more from you. Folks are going to roll over. We, uh, th- those of you that are listening to this show, and I know a lot of you are listening. This is a hot one tonight. Again, callers from all over the country. And sometimes we get international calls. Philippines has been a hot bid for us. So listen, folks, you got to call the phone number uh, right now because at 10 o'clock, which is in about four minutes, uh, this show is going to not be able to be heard on the Internet. So you have to call the phone number to continue listening. 914 5590 Brother Zeke, just to kind of clarify something, there are people on my show, I can't speak for all the panelists, that feel like African Americans should take up arms, but everybody on the show agree that it would be a losing battle. It's just, that does sound kind of split on it, a little psycho. What I mean is, I know for a fact, it's kind of like Malcolm said, by any necessary, one panelist believes. I don't think, though, I think the last thing on earth is so-called African-Americans need to be picking up weapons. That is just suicide. Number one, we're not a people of war, because I believe we are the true Israelites. I can prove it. We are the people of that book, one of the lost tribes. And it would be crazy for us to come against the Most High that put us in this situation through our rebellion, through our forefathers, and so forth, to turn around and try to, it just, it's ludicrous. I do not promote it. But there is a palace that does. So here's what I'm saying. It's very natural and normal with the kind of treatment we're getting, people being hung. I have not heard one single black police officer shoot a white man, a white woman, unarmed for no just reasons. But on the other hand, it's thousands. There's something up with that picture. And to hear Brother Agnes say things that he said, about, you know, if you even say, uh, no lives matter. I don't know, he said the father showed him that I can't deny or somebody what the father, but I disagree that no lives matter. I think all lives matter. 
Yes, he witnessed in Christ. If your life don't matter and to Christ have to come, then why even send Christ if no lives matter? Comments, comments made about black people, black, you know, so-called black people, I don't like them. It sounds like self-hate. It sounds like bitterness against black people. And there's a lot of our people with dark skin that have issues. We're going to talk about that after this break. But uh, that's what we mean by violence. I'm not for it. I've been speaking against it. I say it all the time. I love every single one of you. There's nothing you can do about it. If we would do anything collectively as the Israelites, that's the true name of us, we have got to set Chronicles 14 for us. That's all we got. That's all we got, not no weapons, because so-called whites are armed to the hill, and they don't mind a, a so-called race war, which is based on fiction, but they'll, it's still a, 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 a something they recognize, and they, they hopefully buy into the live race, and they will kill you. So I'm not with that. So don't get caught up in what you heard last week. We ain't trying to push no, you know, that's not going to happen. If it did happen, you should feel comfortable, because your people will wipe us out. That's all there is to it, so you have no worries. We, on the other hand, have worries because police is killing us and we got ministers giving them the okay, scripturally, spiritually, all kind of ways. So, Brother Agnew, again, I know you have can a I, lot can to I, say. Can I make one comment, though? Whites, whites aren't my people. And I, Good. I, want to be, I want to be really clear about that. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. And blacks aren't that. my people either. Yeah. Love it. And I, love I, want to, it. I, 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 I take on a new man identity as well. Amen. I welcome that. I appreciate that. I welcome that. I love it. Love it. All right, folks. Uh, Brother Agnew, a couple of minutes, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and give you 10 minutes. So just pretty much you're getting 12 minutes here. So go ahead, brother, quickly. I just didn't want you to be holding all that till after the break. So just a couple of minutes. You know, let me just let the brother know that it's impossible for somebody to be so heavenly minded they're no earthly good. And it's always proven. Anybody who's no earthly good, that means they're no heavenly minded. So people who think they are earthly good are not really earthly good. They're a problem in the earth. And so what we're seeing today is a whole lot of earthly minded saints, because the Bible tells us to seek those things above, not on the earth. It says while we look at those things that are not seen, not the things that are seen, so all throughout the scriptures, you'll see that. But in Daniel chapter four, it says God raises up the bases of men. And I, what I hear all the time is a lot of mixture of dispensational truth. In other words, that was the old dispensation. That's not this dispensation. Things are not operating the same way they were when Daniel was here. Things are not, I weren't operating the same way when Daniel was here, when Abraham was here. Those are different dispensations and God deals with man based on those dispensations. And so when it comes to the dispensation we are in and the nation that we live in, this is a constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. This is a constitutional republic. You need to, now, we do operate democratically, but we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic, and we are ruled by law. And ignorance is what's killing people. So all the people especially when it comes to the church, especially the church, all the people that are ignorant are showing themselves, just quite frankly. So if you want to talk about the flesh and you want to be very clear about it, I don't have one pill in my household. I hadn't taken a pill in over 20 years. I hadn't taken one pill. 
I hadn't been to the hospital at all. So if anything happens to me, I don't go to the hospital. I call the elders of the church. We operate real church here. We're not operating off all that wishy-gishy, think we know something type of stuff. No, we know that Christ is the head and we're the body. And so when we're talking about the flesh, we bring it on home now. And so if you call the hospital, if you get sick, then you don't have anything to say about to me about the Bible. Just quite frankly, because the Bible says if any sick among you, call for the elders of the church. Let them lay hands over you and pray for you that you may be healed. And if you have sinned any sins, you'll be forgiven. So people are not operating like that because they don't know the real church. And you can't speak over me and tell me what I know and what I don't know concerning the Bible because you're not operating biblically. So we can leave all the police alone, leave all the voting alone, and let's stick to the church if we want to talk about it, if we, you really want to get down with it. And the church is greater than the Jews on this earth right now today. The church is greater. Yeah, so if you want to identify with the flesh, you want to identify with the Jews, the church is greater. And the church will be greater in the kingdom. Okay. I'm only interrupting you because it's over, it's over two minutes. But let me just say seven seconds interrupting. Do you can finish with another minute? I'll grant you that really quickly. Just because you operate in the scriptures with regard to your health don't mean you're right at all on this other matter, just so you know that. So I don't like how you try to use it. I remember when the bishop was on, he was talking about if you don't include this, God can do something to you. I don't like that kind of, I don't like how that kind of sound. But go ahead and finish in the, up in less than a minute. We're going to take a little break. And I didn't say God can minutes. do something to anybody. I said when people try to talk to me about how you operate in the flesh or the spirit, if you want to get spiritual about it, let's get spiritual about it. If you want to talk about the flesh, when my body goes through an attack, I do what the Bible tells me to do. Right, but what I'm trying to say is just because you have success in that area, there are people that have success in that area and they don't agree with you. So it don't mean because no, you have success in that area. No, but we're talking about, you, you, asked, you asked a flesh question. You asked a flesh question. So I brought it on home. That's all I did. I brought it on home personally. Well, same thing, well, same thing with the flesh and anything else. Well, listen, Brother Agnew, I appreciate your patience because I know you have a lot to say. In fairness to you, when we come back, you got 10 minutes uninterrupted, folks. Uh, listen, folks, let's take a quick little break. Again, uh, you listen to the Five Six on Network. I'm Brother Seth. You have Brother Zeke all the way from Benton, Arkansas, uh, Tent uh, Builders. Uh, he's doing a very good job uh, explaining his faith, giving an answer to the faith that lies in him. You've heard from other callers, and now Brother Agnew is just finishing up, who is the main uh, in my uh He's pretty much the main um, guest we have here, and he has invited Brother Zeke on. I enjoy these brothers, and I hope they know I love them, and I love you, and we love you tonight, folks. We're just trying to help our young people, any anybody confused as it relates to the natural and the spirit, what should the church be doing, why they're so missing. I hope y'all are listening because you're getting uh, a very good, these ain't no weak men in terms of what they believe. They're very solid. If you're hearing them, they're not backing down. And so just do you agree with what you hear? Is it biblical? Everybody said he on the word. Is it biblical? Folks, we'll be right back.
Focus on that with some brother Seth, with various guests, callers, and just we're swinging, swinging tonight. I want to share something with you really quickly. First of all, uh, uh, with regards to commercials, Brother Dan Wallace, don't forget, uh, Brother Dan Wallace is normally a, a panelist on the show. He's tracing him, interceding him with regards to his health, because um, we have the power, folks. Uh, Brother Dan, um, do have a track ministry called Gospel Tracks Wild, Gospel Tracks Wild. Uh, it's Gospel Tracks, T-R-A-C-T-S. Tracks is like a little book that you pass out. Um, T-R-A-T-C-S, GospelTracksWild.com. For those of you that have trouble sharing your faith, remember you can go to Gospel Track Wild and order tracks. If you, if you say that you heard this on Five Smooth Stones, that you heard it on Five Smooth Stones, you'll get a discount. Okay, again, Gospel Tracks Wild. Folks, I want to read something to you really quickly. This is called Expo 30, Expo 30. Many, some of you remember the couple of shows we did talking about the Expo 30. Expo 30 is 30 areas of life oppressed, saturated with white supremacy. Think of a, a, a table, a, a, a round table with 30 chairs. Every one of these people, I guarantee you, would argue that white supremacy slash black inferiority is only one coin. One side is the teaching of white supremacy. Well, in order to see be superior, you have to be superior over something. That's the other side of the coin, black inferiority. Many blacks have very little interaction with whites, but are some of the biggest white supremacists in the world. As Brother Seth said, as I said earlier, I believe true white supremacists, most of them, are not white. I think white people that preach white supremacy is liars, deceivers. They know better. They know their uncles. They know their aunts. They know what they say in the boardroom. They know what they say at family picnics or family gatherings. Blacks, so-called blacks, we don't know that. So we believe the white man's ice was colder once upon a time. We believe uh, uh, America's the best nation. All of this stuff, you know, just different lies, 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 lies. Okay? Listen to the areas, though. Every single one of these areas, just think of a person at a board in a board meeting. I'm going to go through this real fast so I can bring on my guests, bring them back on. But think about history. Think about the fact that there was no civilization in Europe in thousand years of civilization, arts, crafts, some degree of avionics, everything in Africa before one book was written in Europe. Think about how, how in the area, this is only one chair. The person that represents history would say, no, there's more white supremacy in history than any other area of life, Brother Seth. And neither one of y'all can talk of history. It's everything that happened two seconds ago and on back. Look at the area of education. Look at how they teach. Look at what they leave out. People with PhDs know nothing of the world, the true world. We're not talking about those thousands of years of Africa. So we have a, a kind of a weird look at the whole continent. When that's mother, we all come from there. Yes, we live in a spirit, but we have this treasure policy in earthen vessels. Education, the education agent would say, no, there's more white supremacy slash black inferiority teaching in education. Then the person in the area of health and medicine would say, no, I think it's health. Blacks, so-called blacks, so-called minorities, suffer disproportionately in health more than any other people. How they're treated, when they're treated, you know, the, 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 because they're under so much stress through the straight-up oppression, they don't often get treated psychologically. No, it's health and medicine. Then religion and spirituality, the person who represents them will hold their hands and say, no, 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 all of y'all are wrong. It's the church. Blacks were taught this black skin was a curse. We were taught that Jesus was white. We were taught that the Bible was white. We were taught that the, there's anybody in the Bible white, period. 
Well, we know that that book was created around people of very close to the equator, very dark-skinned people. There's even an olive teaching out. I know he was olive. Folks, this is real. The people in the religion spirituality would say, no, religion is the worst. Hit hardest by white supremacy, black inferiority. Then somebody would say, well, hey, I represent imagery. Imagery? What is that? And I'll come to you again, so i got to say this real quickly. Again, if you missed our show on Expo 30, simply Google Expo 35 from Stone, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get the shows. Imagery, imagery. Some people say, well, if he was deaf, you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear anything. The images alone is slanted in white supremacy. Just go into a magazine store. Just look, look at the magazine rack. Look at the images. If you couldn't hear nothing, you being taught white supremacy, black inferiority. Then somebody else said, well, no, I'm raising my hand. I'm in law enforcement. I'm in law enforcement. No. Somebody said, well, hold on. Wait, wait a minute, law enforcement. I'm laws, bylaws, procedures, and rules. Sit down, law enforcement. These laws are created and for the white male. I know there's no such thing in the Bible as white male, but that don't mean that we can't erect idolatry and create a false god, a false image, a false balance. No. I represent laws, rules, bylaws. This is worse. White supremacy, black inferiority is worse in this area. And then law enforcement finally get a chance to talk to the agent and says, yeah, but what laws we enforce? We only enforce them with so-called minorities. We let whites off the hook if they keep down with crack cocaine. We give you a harder time. And then judicial speaks up. And then we go on. Folks, there's 30 areas. Oh, my goodness. Entertainment. Hey, I don't want to be. I'm tired of all this race stuff. They just want entertainment. I just want to watch football. Shut up, all of you. Air of entertainment. You can't get away from it. There's, there's Tom Brady. And there's this. And who, who, did, who they decide to talk about their past. And this person has a troubled past. And he was, you know, he was caught. Who? who it's, it's everywhere. Is there breathing people? There's white supremacy, black inferiority. I said that the Father delivered me from white supremacy. Me, me, a black man, so-called black man. And he showed me it's the religion of America. It's in every area of life. I just read the rest of my can't go through this time so I gotta respect my guests. But identity and culture, corrective and discipline, prison system, foreign policy, foreign behavior, national defense, nutrition and food, environmental, oh my God, the environmental. Just build anything over there by the blacks. Oh my God. Science and technology. Well, we got a little movie about three black women to help get some more. Black women have always been helping with space, science, inventions. Over here, a few about them, a few about them, a few of them in February. News and information updates. The way the news is portrayed. A man kills such and such, such and such. We know he was white. A black man does this when it's black. They say black, and when it's white, men they say a man. It's old as Methuselah. Areas, housing, accommodation, beauty and fashion, economically relates to knowledge, economically relates to, 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 to products and the quality of products and job and Expo 30. Just had to share that. Going back to the phone lines, Brother Zeke, your line is open. And uh, Brother Ag- Aaron Agby, your line is open. And so, again, folks, thank you all for coming on tonight. I want to go ahead and give Brother uh uh, the, the first shot, uh, I know I said Brother Agnew was going to go for 10 minutes, but Brother Zeke, give me a two-minute uh, response to what I just read, and then Brother Agnew, you got 10 minutes, and then after you, we're going to get final thoughts from everybody and wrap up the show. 
Thank you. Um, my uh, my brother-in-law, he's he's serving. Um, he's got six 40-year sentences stacked uh, that he's serving right now for for dealing drugs. He um, he also threatened to um, to kill a police officer, which was part of why he got six 40s stacked. So that's a that's a 240-year sentence. There was no possible way for him to get out of it. He never killed anyone. He um, he Are you sure that for what Oh well, uh, you said respond back to what you said there about the penal. You mentioned the penal system. You mentioned the there being a problem there, and you associated it being the race. Absolutely. Just and because so, he got 240 years, he look what he did. That's what you call deserve 240 years. But what I'm saying is, a black man, everybody knows this, Brother Zeke. If you don't know this, I don't know what to say. Then live on the rock if you have. I'm very serious. The disparity among sentencing is no joke. You will lose that argument every time. It's a big disparity. I'm I'm not making an argument. I'm making a statement. You asked me to respond to it, and I'm I'm giving you a perspective. There's no There's no argument. That I'm making. Well, your brother, your brother-in-law did something, and I and I hate. I don't want to see him locked up, even though I know he's guilty, or whatever. My thing is this: you shouldn't bring up somebody that did something for sure, for sure. When there's people that's not doing anything, is getting life sentences. That's what we're talking about. So, uh, kind of bring it on home for me. So he he he's serving serving a 240 year sentence. There is a there, there, there's a work in the world that we we see as unfair. We call it unjust, and we're also in a fallen world where there are people that are flawed, and then we're also in a world where there are people that are evil. And there's no denying that. There's no denying that um, that there are injustices in the world. And again, we're looking at how the church responds to these injustices now. When you talk to my brother-in-law and you talk about the the time that he has served in prison, he will tell you that prison saved his life. My niece, she's following some very similar path. Um, we we see generational curses that are occurred right now because of the fatherless. Uh, we see children following in the same patterns. These these are things that plague society. Period, and we see a great increase in the African-American community with this. And the, the solutions that, that are out there are, are very much laid out in God's Word about us being faithful to stay committed to our, 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 our spouses, for us to raise our children. There is a biblical model that is laid out for a man of God to walk in. And these are, these are the answers to, to the problems that we see in society. So anything apart from that and our efforts that, that, that we refuse to address true fruit where, where we can have, have uh, uh, fathers actually teach their children and, and raise them. Because when you start teaching a child, you start realizing the brokenness of yourself. And, and I'll tell you, parenting is probably one of the most difficult things I've ever attempted to do. And it is one of the... It is one of the uh, processes and approaches to 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 society starting at the family at the at the nucleus level 
that, that God has established to really reveal our weaknesses. Um, my children have taught me a lot, um, mostly the things that I see in them or the things that I want to correct. When, when, you, when you take that part out of the equation and out of society, then we've got a, a problem that's going to see um, impact subcultures in society. And when subcultures neglect these areas and they neglect it from a biblical response and we don't teach that, then you're going to have an increased uh, problem with crime. You're going to have an increased problem with prejudice. And you're going to have a snowball effect that's going to roll out through society. We want to change the way people view a people group. Um, then we, we, we work on the problems. Now, my brother-in-law, going back to him, he will tell you that prison saved his life. And through that time and through prayer, through petition, through working through... 30 seconds, the please. 30 seconds. If you can yes. wrap up in 30 seconds, please. Absolutely. Through, through working through the system, there is opportunities to be able to navigate that, to change it. We've seen many people that have been convicted of crimes that they get released. Yes, they lost a lot of life in that. That's a horrible thing that's happened in that um, those problems are going to consist in society and they're going to be they're going to make they're going to be there in our world it's not to say that we don't do anything about it but if you want to lessen the effect on a people group then you teach a biblical process a process and approach to life to that biblical to that people group well let me say this to you uh, and I appreciate your heart and I think the people hear Zeke's heart and I love you for that all jokes aside, I love you for that. I just want to say this to you. Let's just say we apply the scriptures and they're healed. In 20 seconds, because we're going to bring up with Agnew. There's still going to be some people that say, why do we have it hard on everybody else in the first place? This is when you have to teach them. The Bible says in Leviticus 13, that if Israel forsake his way, they have it seven times harder. That's how you know it true you. They're going to either have it seven times harder, or they're going to rule over all the nations. That's why we talk about the Jew thing, Brother Agnew. So, I'm going to go ahead and switch over to Brother Agnew. Before I do, I just want to make one little comment he said earlier. He said, uh, man can't make peace. Husbands and wives all the time make peace. They forgive. Friends all the time make peace. They look over each other. They are patient with each other. Marchers can make peace. Young people listening, keep marching. Keep protesting. Black Lives Matter, if there's no other trains doing it, get on that train. I disagree with Brother Agnew. But I will say this in defense of something he says. All of the marching protesting is second class. It only can go so far in this decayed system. This is a flawed system. These believe that these policies should be born again. Because as you see, you hear the church. They don't represent every single mind out there, pastor. But they're doing a good job. This is exactly where the pastors and preachers are for the most part. You've heard a lot of good things and some things that I'm not proud of that, that went forth on this show. Like watering, put the, I will put some water on them. 
I mean, <laughs> you heard it. So if black folks thinking like that, what do you think so-called white people, so-called black people, that's the tag they put on us, thinking like Brother Agnew, who's very intelligent, author books, have a show, out there working with our young people night and day, know how to apply healing, and people going to look at the fact he's getting healed and feel like, oh, you're right. Well, I'm letting y'all know I'll apply the same healing, too. Those gifts is real. And I can be wrong. And so can he. Brother Agnew, 10 minutes. Number one, I'm not black. So I don't know what black you're talking about. Number oh, let me ask you just, a quick question. You're going to sign an application. You're going to sign an application. You're going to sign application. You're going to sign an application. When I sign an application in the past 15 years since the Lord showed me I wasn't black, I put holy on the paper. Now, you go sign okay. your application. You sign them the way you want. But for me, I sign them the way I want. As a matter of fact, I was at the state trooper's office and you just a few weeks ago for the, the Air Force. And you just got to say we should comply just, with the government. Go ahead, brother. That Go is ahead. not Go mandatory. Ahead. That's not mandatory, number it's one. Not I don't have to put anything with your government. There. You're not complying with your government. Go ahead. I'm not gonna number, Go one, ahead. number one, number one is not mandatory. You don't have to put anything in that slot because it's a suggested slot. Number two, even if what I do put something. What is it on your driving license? Tell the truth. Uh, it, I don't you know what it says. I really hadn't even looked at it. Uh, I had looked at it. Go ahead, Brother Agnew. But, but I, tell you you this, I tell you this, for, for people who want to be in the flesh, it doesn't bother me. What I will say is I beg of the young people to find out who Christ is and get up out of those streets because you heard me loud and clear. And, and, and for me, and for me, you heard me loud and clear concerning water hoses. God don't use water hoses. He used guns. That's what he uses. And for the most part, when I hear communications about, you know, people not doing anything wrong, you can't show me one man on this earth that hadn't done anything wrong. And the problem is that people well, don't realize said, well, who's choosing. People don't realize who's choosing the death of some people. Now, I'm not talking about George Floyd. Look, just if, if I can just talk without the George Floyd situation, just eliminate it for me. Well, now, people don't realize who actually, who is actually the one that's bringing the judgment on the people. Because I remember, a, I remember a well-known preacher who got in trouble and had to go to prison. And the preacher didn't do it. He said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then I remember another preacher approaching him and say, you know, God knew when you did that over there. See, the government didn't know it. None of these people know it, and all of them looking at what you didn't do, but they don't know God saw you over there, and now you're being punished. You need to shut your mouth. Listen, young people. And see, what, what, happens is, what happens is people don't respect who God is because God says, I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy and judgment on whom I have judgment. They could just kill us. Then. And so the brother, the brother pulled out the scripture. The brother pulled out the scripture earlier in Romans chapter 2. Concerning the law written in men's hearts Now when it comes to the law written in men's hearts That's a law that's going to actually follow us into the judgment And there's more than one judgment There's the judgment seat of Christ that all of the believers are going to stand in front of And there's the great white throne judgment that the unbelievers or the dead are going to stand in front of But the judgment seat of Christ is dealing with the law written in the heart 
It's not dealing with the people who don't believe in God. Go back and read it again from uh, Romans chapter 2, verse 1, all the way. Read the context. And that's what people do. They have pretext without context, and they end up wrong in the script. And so when we look at a scripture like that, we have to be real and be, use strict interpretation. Don't put an application on top of it. Use the strict in, uh, interpretation of the scripture. And for the most part, God is the judge. Man is not. And if we know that man is flawed, number one, we don't identify ourselves with sin like we ought to. Because if we identified ourselves with sin, we'll realize that all of us deserve death, just quite frankly. But everybody doesn't identify with sin like that. And so man needs a recon- reconciliation with the identity of sin. That's what man really needs reconciliation with, the identity of sin. And when he has the reconciliation with the identity of sin, he realizes that I deserve death because I'm wrong. And for the most part, every single person that has issues with racism and they speak out against racism, for the most part, there's a piece of it in their heart. Because the scripture says, don't try to take the speck out of your brother eye without taking the beam out of yours first. And thou art inexcusable. That's Romans chapter 2. Thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou that judges another. For in the thing you judge another, you're doing the exact same thing. So what you so think what about I it? See in a lot of so what you think about it? What hatred. you think about it? What I, see, what I see is a whole lot of hatred, a whole lot of variance, a whole lot of racism in the heart. And look. I know people can be believers and do it. I was a believer and did the same thing. So I know it's not, it's not strange to me for a believer to go and sleep around with another woman on his wife. That's not strange to me. It's not strange for me for, for a believer to pull a gun and shoot another man in the face. That's not strange to me. He can be a believer in Christ Jesus and do that. That's not strange to me. And so when we're talking about the church, we take the church in context and we look at the church. We understand if the church is not perfect, if the people in the church are not perfect, what do you expect the world to do? And then you're going to try to push to get a better justice system? Impossible. You're not going to get people to act right in this world. You're not going to get perfection out of people in this world. The only perfection is in Christ Jesus. And so he said, our righteousness should exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. Well, the only way that can happen is if we know that Christ is our righteousness, and that means that the righteousness goes to him and he gets the glory because it's not me doing it in the first place. Not the works of my righteousness, but the righteousness which is of Christ Jesus. And then he said, you must be virtuous, meaning you shouldn't be moral. You should have moral excellence. So while the moral man is doing the good thing, like you have, I just saw a picture of somebody paying for George Floyd's uh, daughters uh, going to school. Somebody else paid for the other young man that just got killed in Atlanta. Pay for his funeral and pay for all his children's college. Look, these are moral people. And the moral man does not make him a born-again believer. So you can have a wicked man like a Bill Gates or uh, all these wicked people all over the face of the earth doing good things. But that doesn't make them a born-again believer because they're doing good things. A born-again believer can do bad things, but we're judged on two different states. So we can't look at this situation. If you want to look at it, you're either going to be spiritual in looking at it or you're going to be carnal in looking at it. 
And for me, I'm going to take the spiritual route every single time. I'm going to go with Christ every time. I'm laying my life down for Christ. Now, anybody who wants to lay their life down for anything else, you go ahead. But I'm going to be like the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts chapter 19. I'm going to preach Christ. And when everybody comes to riot together and they don't know what they're doing, more than half of the people don't know why they riot and protest. And then some people think one thing about it. Some people think another thing about it. That's what Acts chapter 19 says. And that's our view of protest in the New Testament. All of it is in the scriptures. There's nothing new under the sun. And so I'm looking at the experience of the apostles. I'm looking at the experience of Jesus Christ, and that's the experience I want to follow. Everything else is fallacy to me. So I'd rather lay my life down and believe what God has written in his word, and I'll go down with that. So when I face him, I'll be there, and I'll stand before God concerning me believing him for what he said. Everything else, you can blame me for anything. As long as God himself is not blaming me for for leaving it undone. That's all I'm concerned with. Not what man thinks about it. Not what man thinks he should think about it based on how he's reading. I know what God has given me. And so, again, I want to thank you, Brother Seth, for inviting me. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate the other brother that had something to say and uh, all your other hosts from last time. But... I like to stick with Christ and Christ alone. It's all about him for me, nothing and nobody else. Well, let me say this about in responding to what you just said. Ditto. I believe in following Christ, and I believe Christ said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to all truth. Everything is not in the Bible. Every single thing we do is not in the Bible. But there's a Holy Spirit. And I never said that marching and protesting was the best. It's just humans. We're not going to always be operating, you know, uh, just like as we should. You're preaching to new man probably no more than I am. I'm probably preaching to no more than you and me did. Okay, I know you you, you guys think it's just the Eliana for a reason she didn't come on. Is a piousness that we're the only ones. And for you to even think that tells me you're kind of in a bubble. No offense. But there's lots of people that talk about the new man, new Christ, no, no man after the flesh, and all these things. Man has went and reconstructed this whole idolatry of black and white. You can say it don't exist in this and that, but it's people dying over it. So we have to work within these lies and try to put truth. That's why I said what I said about Europe. There was no Europe to make a lot of our white brothers and our black brothers think. If there was no Europe, where did Europe come from? We all come from the same garden. So I want to hear from Zeke, but before I hear from Zeke, I have to say this. I have to, have to, have to say these words. And it's no more than fair than to give you a minute rebuttal because you just went for about ten minutes, maybe a little under. You said... Let's see here, you didn't uh, do wrong, God is... You said if a person does wrong, and they say, they may have said, well, I didn't do nothing wrong. Then somebody else said, well, it may not have been the wrong for what you did. In other words, believers, brothers and sisters, callers, chatters in the face room, what he is implying, or what one may think he's implying, is that when somebody gets killed by the police, they ain't innocent. They did something a long time ago, and God punished That kind of teaching... 
I distance myself from it. It has nothing to do with Jesus Christ or Yeshua. That's Brother Seth talking. So don't y'all confuse me with that philosophy with regards to the fires and the stones. Another thing is, I want to hear what Brother Zeke has to say on this one. See, everyone that speaks out on racism has a little racism in their heart. So what that is saying or implying, he may not, Brother Agnew in his defense may not mean any of this, but when you say statements like that, I want to keep it clean because I want to say something else. When you say statements like that, you're saying to everyone that has spoken out who the Father has touched their heart to erase this idolatry of racism, when they speak out, they got a little bit in their heart. That right there, this brother is, he ain't playing. Are y'all hearing the boldness he's speaking? This is where the church is at. This is where the church is at. And this is why they do they, what they do to us because of this kind of teaching. That is ludicrous. I, I take it okay, back. Okay, you said I do have I, a book, No, 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 no. You, stop, stop, stop. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. The last word. I'm not going to say ludicrous, but I... To say it's ludicrous. I'm not going to say it's ludicrous, but I will tell you this. Oh. Everyone that speak out on racism, it does not mean they got to look it in their heart. Brother Zeke, please comment on this, and then what we're going to do is get final words. Oh, my goodness, I realize the time. Wow. i got to get final words from y'all right now. Like, Brother Zeke, go no more than two minutes. Brother, um, I did not realize it. It's late. Uh, Brother Agnew, you go two minutes. We're going to have to share a post. Please, I have to. I have to go, like, soon. I work after. I actually work at night. So go ahead, Brother Zeke, please, quickly. And hold on a second. Seth, hold, thank on you for, hold, yes, on. Thank you. hold on, hold on, everybody. Hold on, hold on. My bad. Guess I'm just going to be late to work. Uh, i got to do this. we got a caller, and they've been holding for a while. I spoke with them earlier. My goodness. Air code 609. See, I don't have my brothers, my panelists tonight to help me out, so y'all forgive me. Air code 609-949. Please, please forgive me, my brother. Uh, but go ahead and let us know your name and the city you're calling from and your question. Please make all this no more than about two minutes. Um. Oh, my name is Joshua Caver, but um, I don't. I can listen to the brothers. I was just, it's fine. I would let, let let them speak. No, please go ahead. We want to know your comments. It's a little bit over two minutes. No, no, no problem. Okay. okay well, I'll, I'll make it short. Then um, <clears throat> I was just, you know, wanted to speak on when um, Pastor Agnew was talking about, and, and you asked the question. You know um, what does it say on his license? And I just wanted to, you know, to address the point that you know we have to identify ourselves by how God defines us. You know, people will what man sees is what they're going to see, but we have to understand how we are defined by God or Christ. So. Um, the, as he says, he said earlier, the natural man can't receive the things of God, so he can't see. You know, people may see him as as they can see him in, in his flesh, but he what we we need to hold on to is how God has defined us. Okay, so, hold that's on. Let me, let, let me say something to you, brother. Just because I look at the time, and I would not do this to you normally because I gotta have final from them and out of respect to them because I gotta wrap this show. I see where you're going with this. That's why another reason I cut you off at that point. Listen, mm-hmm. we are not dead. Everything we do is not just spiritual. It's all spiritual, nothing new. We don't do nothing flexible. We don't. We have bowel movements. We pee. We cry. When Brother Agnew, you know, he's married. If he 
Brother Agnew, I think, uh, not that it matters, I think he's married to a white lady, a very nice white lady, you know, they're in ministry. They have a child, if they still have a child, I don't know what age they are. child is probably going to be whatever. It's going to match their DNA. My point is, we live in a very natural, fleshly environment. That driving license has its part in all of this. I don't like that they say we're black, but even if they said we were Jebusites, Amorites, that would be more accurate. Because we are. Let's just say the guy right in brother, uh, 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 let's just say he's an Israelite. It would go on his, on, his, on his license. If you say, well, we have no use for it no more, I understand. I understand it because, in a sense, we don't because of how we relate to the Father. But in terms of customs, how we eat or whatever, there may be things Israelites eat that they, 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 the Father did tolerate certain things that we do in the natural before Christ came. It's not like all of this just disappeared. Y'all make it very confusing. I don't like the black and white tags, but he is a male. If he say, if you want to use the no color, okay, use no sex because it's in the same verse. And you go up in the women's restroom and let's see what happens. We gotta be practical. We gotta be practical. We don't live by it. We don't approach the father by it. We don't teach each other in terms of how we value them by it. But there are some limitations that a female has that a male don't have. Organs that a male has that a woman don't have. And if y'all just blow it all off and just say, Oh, it don't matter, it's very confusing. Again, another confusing show. Caller, I'm going to move on to him, but yeah. I appreciate your call tonight. You call it tonight, okay? Can I, can I say one last thing? It's going to take 10 seconds. When you said, Go you right know, about the, about the gender, that's the difference when you know about the difference of being you in Christ and Christ in you. Because in Galatians, it speaks about being in Christ. In, Col- in um, Colossians, I think it speaks about Christ in you, where there is a separation of gender. So, you know, that's the one thing I was just saying. We always have to know how does God defines the thing. But I, I, I'll let, I don't know if Pastor Adam can speak a little bit on it. But Well, thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Okay. Pastor Agnew, um, uh, let's go to Brother Zeke versus Pastor Agnew last week. We're going to wrap it up. Two minutes, please, Brother Zeke. Two minutes, Brother Agnew. Y'all, I mean, I literally mean, and hopefully y'all can go in a minute because we really, I really don't have time. So let's, let's move fast here. Brother Zeke, please, two minutes. Brother Seth, thank you so much for um, just being hospitable tonight, and I appreciate um, all that you're doing here. And I know this is not easy uh, task that you've got, so I, I value I value what you do. There is um, that box, uh, a prophetess uh, in in our congregation reached out to me about three weeks ago, and she kept telling me about this box that uh, God kept showing her, and it's the box that we check that identifies with what we are. Our government has um, has had us doing that. There's many many different reasons why that box is checked, but there there is a, a place of control and order that can be uh, applied to people groups through that. And so, you know, I, I think we as a people we do it to ourselves. We've enslaved ourselves in this process to allowing that type of control to be able to sell a narrative to us based off of our skin tones. And I would say that if we want to have some practical solutions to this, we can stop checking that box, and we can stop identifying 
uh, with, with what the world tells us that we need to identify by. And I think that is a very biblical practice uh, for us as, as the church to move forward. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of stop there and um, the rest of the time just turn it back over to you and your show. And thank you so much again for, um, for and allowing me to be here tonight. Well, Brother Zika, again, I love your spirit. You all, your your kind, if I may, I'm not talking about a skin color, but your spirit is more than welcome here. I'm normally not this round. I normally have a panel. They're very cool, calm, collect. But I don't have my panel tonight because they do want to come and they feel like this is just a waste of time. This brother's just way out there. They're not practical at all. Can't get nothing done. I mean, we know about his working in the inner city. They appreciate it, that and all that. And it's very scriptural, some of the things. But in terms of other things, it's just it's just all over the place. One minute we do this in the flesh, in the natural, in the community. Next minute, I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know why they're doing that. It's like a, almost like a self-hate type of thing for our people, and that's what they believe. And they just, you know, a lot of comments made tonight kind of probably back up why they're doing it. But anyway, Brother Agnew, please, a couple of minutes, no more than two minutes. Please, y'all got to wrap up like now, literally now. <laughs> Yeah. Let me just yeah, say let me just right. say, let me say this let me say this out of, <laughs> out of respect for you. Let me say this out of respect for you because I don't think that was right, but God the mo- the most I know, y'all knows. I meant it. You're all over the place. But I don't want to close out a show cuz it's kind of like disrespect. So this is what I'm going to do. I really if you want to. If you want to. And I'm going to invite brother Zeke on and brother Zeke invite somebody else on. So if y'all want to invite another person I want to give you another shot because I really want peace with you. I need you. I really, really need you. You got something. You got something I have. That new man ain't going nowhere because that's Bible. But I don't like how you apply it. I don't. I hate it. I hate how your bitch is talking about black people. I don't want to work with no black pastors. He said, I don't want to work with no black pastors, but yet he don't believe in acknowledging the place. Why do you say I want to work with no pastors? What, what's up with white pastors? How are you going to not work with black pastors and you want to work with white pastors? You pretty much are saying I want to work with white pastors. You make a whole bunch of cockamamie statements like that. And it's crazy. It's all over the place. That's one of my most popular shows because people are like, I can't believe you're saying this. So I don't want to in any way cause bad blood between us. I really don't because you're God's elect. I will be judging myself if I don't handle you properly. And I'm not playing with this thing. But you grieve my spirit. You really do. Because you use these scriptures I hold dearly about the new man, but I'm trying to operate in this flesh to get some things done. And you're like, well, we're not in the flesh. But there we are. No, we're not. And so it's, 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 it's not clear, man. So if you want to come on, you and Brother Zeke next week, you're more than welcome. Hit me up on Messenger. Last question. Now it's down to one minute. Please, please, please. Ha, ha, ha. Man, and let me correct you. He said... Black pastors are the worst pastors in the world. Now, you need to go Absolutely. to him and talk to him about his statements. But and concerning what what's been said. Okay, con- <laughs> concerning what's been said. Concerning what's been said. And uh, all the thoughts that are out there. Look, there's no bad blood here. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're my brother, and we have peace already. We, you don't have to make peace with me. I love you. You can call me. I'll get up and come to where you are. I told you before. I'll pay my own way. I'll afford your way. You can come to where I am. No problem at all. If we're brothers, we're brothers. And so that, that's how it is with me. That's how it is with those I fellowship with. 
and uh, we receive you with open arms. But when it comes to us being in the – and by the way, I did go get my driver's license and my passport. I use them both, take them both with me everywhere I go, and neither one of them have anything to do with race on them. And so, you know, that, that, that type of stuff is something that's on the inside of people. People draw that stuff out. That's what they do. They draw it out. And I meant every single word I said, but the problem is most people can't hear the spirit behind communications. So they just pick what they want out of what they hear, and they run with that. And they judge based on what they're hearing. And that's based on the ability and the capability they have of hearing. So I meant everything I said, everything I said concerning the scriptures and concerning what I mean about how things are operating in this world. When it comes to racism, hatred, and all that stuff, there can be a born-again believer with much hatred, racism, and not only that, but bitterness in their heart. And that's the killer right there, bitterness, unforgiveness. They cannot forgive. And so when you talk about race and you talk about the flesh, I know flesh. I used to, I used to be black, so I know how blacks act. And I used to be, I've, I've been beaten by a white police when I was black, so I know how that works too. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, estranged to these situations and problems. But what I do know is that our job is to point people to Christ Jesus. It's not to try to get people to understand anything philosophically uh, and, and intellectually and using deceit, vain deceit, the Bible calls it. It said Christ, and that's it. It said don't be spoiled with philosophy and vain deceit and not after Christ. And so when it comes to all the talk, I'm not an intellectual person at all, actually. I didn't graduate college. I did graduate high school, but I was high when I graduated. I was high every single day of my high school year. So, you know, I'm not intellectual. But I believe in Christ, and I believe him for wisdom, knowledge, and spiritual understanding, and I allow him to use me to be able to speak on his behalf. And all that I'm saying, I'm saying it for God. Now, I could bow out of that, and I could go and do what everybody else is doing and just go make me some money. I wouldn't be out here. I wouldn't be out there riding anyway. I'd be making money. That's, that's what I'd be doing. That's what I used to do. And so for me, it ain't about all of that. For me, it's about Christ because that's who I've given my life. And you said we're not dead. I disagree. The Bible says we are dead, and our lives are here with Christ and God. And when it comes to the natural and the spiritual, I believe the spiritual is more real than the natural. And we have to take that for ourselves. Oh, hold on if you brother, believe brother, what you brother, see, brother, taste, brother, touch, brother, smell, brother, and hear is more brother. real. Hold on a second. Uh, you can finish. Hold on a second. Just like that. Folks, are y'all hearing? It's like... That's what we do. We use all kinds of scriptures. When I say we're not dead, everybody on this phone line knows what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about our spiritual man that died when we was baptized into the body of Christ. I'm not talking about that. But Brother Angelo's spinning out scriptures, 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 and people think because you're spinning out scriptures, everything else is culture. Nobody believes in the death and burial of our identity as I do. Or I'm going to say I do believe it. So don't do me like that, brother. This is where we got to be careful. You know what I mean. You're not dead. We didn't have your funeral. Not, yes, you died. 
So then I know we deserve better, man. Wrap up the show. No, sir. Like 30 seconds. Not 30 at all. Seconds, you, please, you, please, you, please. See, this is what you say. You don't know what I mean. Quite clear, you don't know what I mean. Hold what on you say is you one thing. What I, say, what I say is something different. You don't know. Hold what on. I, Are you not you talking about the dead? Mean. When you say, when you say, brother, when you say, I die, we are dead. Are you not talking about the scripture that says we are dead in Christ? Are you not talking about what happens when we baptize? When we get baptized is symbolic of our our no, new sir, birth. No, sir. Not at all. That's not what I'm talking hold, about. Hold, I'm, hold I'm, on I'm on talking about Colossians chapter three. Colossians chapter three, verse four. Plain and clear. And see. And it says, as a matter of fact, it starts off with the resurrection life. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affections on Hold things on above, not the things place. on the earth, Hold on a for second. ye That's are exactly dead. what I'm talking about. My truth no, is sir, you're not talking truth. about what I'm talking My about. Because you didn't, even, you didn't let me brother, finish. Brother, 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 you, brother, listen. Brother, listen. Last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to try to say. Brother, when I accepted Christ, I became born again. In order for me to be born again, something had to die. The Bible said you are new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. You're saying, well, I'm not talking about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Colossians comes on. I, that's what Paul I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Death. But I'm saying this is what church people do. They try to make it like your truth is better than my truth. Let's wrap up the show. It's getting a little bit out of hand. Please. Okay. Can I finish my Can I finish my point? No, no. Just finish up so we can wrap up the show in like 15 seconds. I have to go. I'm very serious. We can come back with all a right. part three. You can, you can all have right. two hours. The, the spirit, can, listen, the listen, spirit listen, is listen, more listen, real. Listen. The spirit is more real than the natural. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. I mean... Duh. Everything comes from the spiritual. Everything. Well, you just said so, that we're not dead. You said that's not spiritual. In the that's graveyard not natural. Dead. There is a death to the body. I think people do no, that. Sir. Every, so we shall hell. not all die in the body. We're not all going to die in the body. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Whether or not you're going to die, your book, your book, see, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So what he's trying to do is gather points by taking little shots. So we're probably going to wrap this show up. I Shall Not Die is a book by Richard Robbie Smith. I did not say that he's going to die, per se. I'm saying when I talk about death, I'm talking about the physical death that we go through in the body. This brother's trying to change it like I'm saying something different. This is what I mean. Folks, listen, we got to wrap up the show. Brother uh, Agnew. Brother Agnew, hold on. Yes, sir. There's some noise. There's some noise. Listen, let's wrap up the show. I appreciate you being on, brother. Appreciate you being on. I don't know how to show more love. I've tried to be patient. I miss my guests. I miss my panel, which where I want to do everything, and so I'm a little bit more calm. Brother Zeke, I apologize that you have to hear about this side of Brother Seth, but just notice I'm a loving brother. You should have heard that last week. Um, I just I just can't stomach what some of the things being said tonight. But thank y'all for being on. I'm gonna wrap up the show at this time. We'll talk we'll talk in the background as far as whether or not they're part of it. Folks, stay tuned, okay? Brother Agnew, love you, brother. Mean it, Brother Zeke. Love, love you, brother. you as well. God bless you. All right. And, uh, Brother Zeke, did you say something? God bless you. Okay. All right. That's Brother Zeke. Brother Agnew hung up. Okay. And, and so, listen, folks, I tried to be loving. I apologize. Towards the end, just the last few little minutes there. But y'all heard it. 
he did a very good job, I think, representing a lot of ministers. I know how they feel about civil rights. They just feel like it's all corner, all fleshly. In the meantime, they're not doing anything about it. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's confusing to me. It's confusing. In his defense, I'm not going to say much because I don't want it to be like I'm picking on him. I, I just, I just don't get it. Father, help me. I don't get it. I don't get it. You either in the flesh or you're in the spirit. If you're in the spirit all the time, you die. Uh, we are in the spirit. We're supposed to walk out the spirit in terms of how we handle our business. But we start is handling business in the natural, paying bills, having to talk with people, having to negotiate here and there. If we work, we do sales. It's flesh to flesh and flesh and flesh. Every time you turn around, you got to go pee every so often. You got to, you know, and for them to say, oh, you shouldn't, it, it, not, not Brother Zeke. Did y'all hear Brother Zeke clearly? Hey, listen, you hear what Brother Zeke said and did not say in his defense. So he wasn't necessarily on board with everything that was said. So I, I just, oh, my goodness. This is why young people do, do not go to church and do not like a lot of older people. We are, we're just, we're religious. We're too religious. And there they are in the streets crying out for justice. We're saying stuff like, if you come against racism, you got secret racism in your heart. Just dumb stuff. It just, I shouldn't say dumb stuff because I don't want to make it like he's dumb. But it's like. I can't, I can't hide it. It just upsets me, folks. It just upsets me. But I meant it. I love them, and I love you, and I wish it wasn't so these things are going through. I'm trying my best with these shows to try to uh, bring light. It don't mean I'm right and everything. But, um, goodness. My, my goodness. Go out with an old song. You don't like this. In the end, we're just... King's kids, we're children of the kingdom, and uh, this song will bless you. And uh, stay tuned as to whether or not there'll be a part three. Stay tuned, folks. But that was the church, pretty much. That was the church, pretty much. And it's not all the churches. There's a lot of people doing good things, great things. And my hat goes out to those that are really in the trenches, uh, trying to galvanize people to come to Christ, spiritual realm first and foremost, getting their marching artists from the spirit in the natural realm. That's how it goes, folks. You can't pick and choose.
Do I bet? 